Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God, those expressions are a joke, a laugh, a goof. If Todd means the truth, he says truth. And on the topic of this, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his gets started. The intros are recorded on the phone, so don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association voted the Todd's Last Show number one. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Well, well, well. Mm-hmm. Today, my guest was Daniel Kino. Now, if you're a regular listening to the show, uh, you know Daniel Kino. If you don't, though, he's been my friend for a long time. Uh, Did stand-up together a lot and just very close. Practically, like, you know, when someone's not a brother, but they're your brother. So, uh, he's the guest. We have good talk. I don't remember everything we talked about. That always makes me nervous, but we had honest talk, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. So that's it. I, I reveal something in today's show. Truth. Two reveals. Two good re- Well, one is an honest reveal, and the other one is a, f- a fun reveal. What? One is sort of where the our show found a new home. Um, there you go. All on the Todd Glass Show today. You're not going to want to miss it. Okay. It's recording. Do you need to? I'm leaving this in. I'm not editing. That's what you did. You went and you pressed the recorder. I did. For me as a favor. And then the minute you did it. Okay. Because you <laughs> thought, oh, we'll nip it up in the beginning. We ain't nipping no, no shit edits. up. This is the cold opening. This is just before this the show This is the new starts. normal. This is the... It's a fireside show. With Daniel Kino. Daniel Kino. 
Daniel Kino, everybody. Uh, he's engaged. No, he, he got married. married. Oh, shut the fuck up. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, I know. Truth. I changed to George Carlin the truth. Okay. Change it to truth. In a moment, I just clipped, but of course I know. I saw the of pictures, course, of and course. you did a celebration of your uh, marriage of the of the marriage. Where at? We, we, Boring. <laughs> no, seriously, where at? In I know it was. I'll tell you. I will get to that. I don't. Oh, mean. you know what? I, okay, I'll trust you, but I have questions. Like I, I really admire talk about a tease. This is oh. what they used to do in the old days of radio. <laughs> Uh, I have questions for you, and I and I'll tell you right now. I give you high praise. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. Get you get it. You get it. I saw the pictures. I saw two people not wearing masks. Didn't seem like anybody was on top of it. <laughs> but other than that, uh, but but we'll talk about that. Yes. You promise. You, you know what? I'm glad we're gonna get to that because there's a few things, like I like you know what it is. Like a lot of times I don't have a a list, especially lately. But today I do. I have a f- two things or three that I want to talk about, and then we just go free fall but i don't okay. want to forget to say um that we are outside in the in the new space there's a fire to our right and uh we're keeping a good distance we are we are i know how far apart we are once we take off our masks we sit down we're 11 feet apart and we're outside because there's an overhang and some trees around it just it's just it, not that I don't mind being outside, but I, there is some intimacy of being inside that's nice and uh, mm-hmm. and we have it and I leave it set up and I don't have to come back to it and redo the wires every week, you know. So it's just like this, a second setup and uh, still taking care of the first setup and making that better and better. But uh, Daniel, uh, obviously. The place looks beautiful. Thank you. Todd. I try to, you know, it's fun to have people coming over because you get excited to make it, you know, you light a few extra torches, you know. Mm-hmm. You, I try to, try to turn. Are those lights new? No, they've been here for a little while. Those are great. Someone bought those for me and. You know, and they got me the really good ones. I think I would have been a little too cheap because, you know, you see, like, you know, these are the ones I get. They're mm-hmm. the, the, the Christmas lights, but they're heavy duty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that, you know, those are not Christmas lights. Those are like. The, but that, that's what they're sort of called. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a great gift. It was a it was a great gift. And it changed the whole. Also it brought the middle of the yard. It gave it like a roof without giving it a roof, like over that table now with those lights going back and forth. Mm-hmm. It creates a little intimacy in the middle of the yard. I love it. Anyway. All right. Thank you. And I appreciate that you always come in and, you know, you're not somebody that, you know, you're going to uh, go out of your way to do all this ambiance and then they just walk in. Bah! You know, do you have a beer like that Rory Scoville? Ugh, makes me sick to my goddamn stomach. Ugh, ugh. So anyway, so um, but I want to say how glad I am to have you here, not only to, on the podcast, but just as a friend. And we haven't seen up. each other in a long time. We haven't. So, uh so there we go. Now I'm gonna hold on, Todd. Stop, stop. Uh, have been last week. We had a doozy of a question. Would you want to know what the people that love you, people that love you, and they'd even accept this one thing. They know you accept them, and they're fine with you just the way you are. But if there was one thing from people that love you, the four that you pick. So mm-hmm. these are people. Would you want to know what it was? What, and, like what their what, pet peeve about me? Me, mine. I guessed last week. Rory guessed what his was. Like he, I, and I, and I pointed out I could be delusional. I could be saying this one thing and then it's something else. And I have, I, but I think my guess could be close. 
Um, but anyway, that's not the point of the show. So later, talk about a tease. We're already <laughs> going to find out about your wedding. Now we're going to find out, would you want to know? Would Daniel Kino want to know? Uh-huh. Uh, what? Well, what, for? what wouldn't you? What, you, you say you I'd didn't want to know? I'd be scared. I'd be scared. But yes, I'd ultimately want to know because if it's people that love you and you pick the four people, and then it's like it's it, it would it would be the same thing from four four of them, was, not different like opinions. No, no, from no, no. People. That's not what it's about. That that turns into a shit festival. <laughs> All I need. That's why I said, you want to hear something? How much we think alike? I go. I would if it's filtered by a therapist. I don't need one <laughs> lunatic in there. He shouldn't be square about the atmosphere as much. Uh, I didn't ask about that. <laughs> that I'm fine with, all right? That's who I am, and I'm consistent with it. And you didn't need the, that's what you're proud No, it has to be that, yes, there's a consensus, and they all agree that that's the thing. And uh, even, even that they'll accept you for that. Do you want to know? Some people go, I know what it is. I run late. But yeah, I know. But do you want to know how it affects people? <laughs> I know you know it, but do you want to know how it affects people? Anyway, so anyway, later in the show today, oh, we just got a whole fucking. Uh -huh. This is a packed show. I'm learning how to do this thing a lot better. Uh -huh. I know how to get people juiced up. So later, let's find out. Does Daniel Kino want to know the truth? No, I don't know. No, <laughs> does he? I mean, we don't know. So that's the point. Coming up later tonight, we'll ask Daniel those questions. We'll be like, Daniel, do you know, honestly, no bullshit. Do you want to know the truth? Do you I want think people would say I'm, I'm, I'm too responsive over text. Ah, sorry. No, that was close. I don't. You had that ready? <laughs> I was ready for something. I was getting it ready for something like that, and then you came right in. And then I thought, don't do the sound effects. Let this outdoor potty, pat, podcast be its own thing, but yeah, how can you resist that? But oh, my instincts are great. usually right. <laughs> well, they're right most of the time. I've made right choices. I was right once. Twice, actually. Uh, oh, once if you don't count the time I lied. Okay, so there you go. So back to you. That's an old trick that you're doing. Uh -huh. It wasn't about you before. You're like, oh... Still about me. Uh -huh. um, so, uh, and I just want to let a lot of people know this this podcast, if you're a new listener, we're just getting ready for a big podcast. This is like you're listening to the dress rehearsal mm -hmm. for the last seven years. I know a lot of people get confused about that. Like, <laughs> no, this is like if you went in and your favorite music artist, you get to watch him go in early at Madison Square Garden to rehearse. Like a hundred lucky people get to watch Whoever your favorite artist is in Madison Square Garden, rehearse. They're, you know, they're going to be there at three, and it's like, shut the fuck up. That's what this is. And then you go there. Oh, well, I want to show you who you are if you come uh, you know, criticizing. Because we're joining a new network, and people are going to be first-time listeners, and I don't know what goddamn show to, to, excuse my language, to get them to listen to. But I will tell you this. This is just getting ready. And I think that it's fair to a listener to tell them that because then they judge it differently. Yeah, you don't want to be the person that gets to watch your favorite artist at Madison Square Garden rehearse literally at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. No bullshit. And uh, you go, wow, they didn't hit that note on that one. You'd be like, oh, you, this is not the energy you want in the room. Right. So this is just a dress rehearsal. We're getting ready for a very, very big podcast. And that's what we're doing right now. Is so, that tonight? No, this is a rehear this is more rehearsal. Oh, okay. I gotta get good. I gotta learn to listen. I gotta learn to talk more sometimes. <laughs> Some guests you gotta talk more. Okay, so tell let me, me about the new network. Oh, so 
there's a company, you know, you're still learning all the, like, the, there's a, you know, a, one thing, and then within that, there's another. So there's a, there's a, there's a, there are, I would guess they, uh, no, 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 what their actual title is, but it's Art19, A-R-T-19. I love the name. And they're very good at getting advertising, one of the many things. But, you know, that's what became attractive. And to be honest, Jimmy Pardo was going there, and that gave me just a tremendous amount of trust. Mm -hmm. That's really what it was. It was Jimmy Pardo. And then when I talked to the guy, he seemed really cool. And then the woman that helped me on the phone. and um, Aristotle's still with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, thank God. He's great. Thank nature. Thank mm -hmm. nature. He's still, he's just going to put them somewhere else. But no, still got Aristotle. Oh, I really don't want to lose Aristotle. That's why I don't make too many edits. And that's why I don't be a, don't be a big mouth tonight after you've had a few of your drinks mm -hmm. and, and toss out someone's name like in the old days. Oh, Aristotle, edit that out. Nope. Not happening. Not happening. So I want to say that. So it's called Art19 is the company. But then the five, like, they, they'll they'll... They'll have other people that they'll uh, produce their podcast. But within that, there's a, a company called Mystic Candy. No, no. Misfit Candy. Mi I should know the goddamn name. God, if Jimmy Pardo heard this, he would just annihilate me. So should I? Is this an edit? Uh-oh. No, 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 no. He won't. <laughs> it, there's. I think it's, look, you get the gist of it. It's called Misfit Candy. or mi That sounds... Plausible. Uh, I really do want to look. Do you think I should look? Why not? You do, right? Take my time. What is it called? Hold on. Do I have Jimmy Pardo in? Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. Zoom. Okay. Oh, Misfit Toys. Okay. Misfit Toys. And in, so for that, that'll be like within Art 19. Mm -hmm. uh, within that will be one sort of, you know, trying to keep podcasts, a lot of cross promotion and you, you don't have to talk about even their show. You can talk about them and a story you have about them, but sharing the love, which me and Gary Goldman started doing two years ago on the road. I always mention him on the road. He always mentions me and we're like, yeah, well, you know, say, hey, he's coming into your town. So we try to and the same thing with this. Mm -hmm. So to, to start, it's uh, Jen Kirkman, um, Jimmy Pardo. Well, mm -hmm. he started Jimmy Pardo. Oh, it's his company. Uh, he's you know, I don't even know the term. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he's involved. He just started a, a you know, a group of comedians mm -hmm. within the under their umbrella. Okay, you know. Uh, so uh, and uh, and he just wanted it. I know one of the things that they talked about a lot was like, you know, um, the the sharing, sharing, just like me and Gary Goldman, just sharing the love, like you know, talking about somebody and cross promoting. If somebody's got something cool coming on, we all. I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer because that stuff can be fun to do. It's content. When you whatever you have to talk about, you can make fun. Mm -hmm. So why not throw some love other some other podcasters' ways, you know? So, um, and then just a group that's so it's me, Jen Kirkman, Doug Benson, and Mike. Uh, you know, I hope I know Mike Schmidt, but I always think I say his last name wrong. He's the forty-year-old forty-year-old uh, boy, and uh, he's had that podcast for a long time. And uh, so that's the start of it. That's, that's a that's, good. That's a good roster. Yeah. So and hopefully it'll get more uh, cooler and 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 whatever it needs to be to be mm -hmm. artistically a fun place to all gather people from all over the place, all over you know everything. I think that's what it'll grow to be. Just a good, you know, overwhelmingly. I I have to say like, n not not spewing any hate. How, not spewing any hate and misinformation. Like how does you can, it, 
Go ahead. How does it affect you, like a change from one company to another, and then doesn't you know you move to another company? How does that affect you and your show? In you know, terms it really of, doesn't. It doesn't. It you, really you doesn't. You do the show. It's just a matter of an email you send it to. Well, maybe when I know we're going over there, like I always think, like what show would someone listen to? So sometimes I decide to make a show. Okay, this is your first time. Like we're gonna walk you through it. Just stay with me, you know. Uh, but but, but ma- mainly no, we just go over. And the other thing I like is that uh, that they will have realistic advertising. You know, if you advertise things, people that are, that are appropriate, and this is supposedly what they're very good at. And look. I always say this to defend advertisers. The problem in the old days of radio wasn't this. The problem, what sucked about radio, wasn't that when the ad came on, you had to press something six times to get it to pass it. No, you wish you could fucking do that. Radio, the ads were forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever with talk radio, if you like talk radio. They went on forever. And And then the host would sell you stuff when he came back. Oh, and then he came back and you thought, no, now... Maybe the product's for you. Maybe they make the ads funny so people listen to them. But if you don't, it's not your thing, you just press something. You skip, 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 skip. But you don't have to skip past it angrily. Just skip past it like, ah, this isn't for me. I don't need to hear it. And that's it with love. Because they, you know, dropping in, uh, uh, having someone pay the bills and being able to buy things without having to do anything different to your craft, that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. So, and and in all fairness, to I only said no to two ads over all the Ooh, years. What were they? No, it was just that I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It's not my world. It was something to do with computers, and I like I uh, modem. I heard modem. I went. Nah, I don't. <laughs> I, not a modem, but you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Something like that. I was uh, like, I can't. You know. Yeah. So even you know. So anyway, there's that. So that's all I wanted to say. And uh, you know, it's time to uh, start the show. Anyway, so hi. And I, oh, can I just get this out of the way? That way I say I did it. Yeah. And then we're going to just throw away this paper. No, I have something else. I got something else. Um, so, how's Lauren? <laughs> She's great. When you. She's great. Okay, so your wedding. Let's talk about your wedding. So you rented a bed and breakfast. We rent an Airbnb. Airbnb. So basically, our our plans for original plans for the wedding got scrapped mm-hmm. because of um, the pandemic. So we decided um, she's from Missouri. I'm my my family lives here. So we just decided to get eloped, and then we drove to Missouri, had a ceremony there, and then we drove back and had a ceremony here right. that was just for our families. And um, it was fun. It was great. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we didn't postpone or sort of try to wait, uh, you know, because we've been together for a long time. Right. And you didn't you say something you also were trying to, I don't even know if that's something you want to talk about, instead of spending the money on a wedding and having one big party, just have, acknowledge it with a party, but like save the money and and buy a house. Yeah, do do something And then have a hundred parties. And then have a hundred parties. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's it worked out. I'm uh, worked out well. Good. And uh, so I saw the pictures. You went and you went and bought like they had a really cool backyard. You went and bought Christmas lights. No, I bought lights exactly Did like you return that them at Home Depot. And the owners 
this is kind of a funny uh, thing. Lauren is. She, she's like very different for me. Like when we, we, we set it up, I strung them out in the backyard and afterwards I was going to return them. But then the owners of the house loved it so much that they said, Hey, you don't have to take them down. You should just leave them if you want to. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I was like, I'm going to ask him to pay me for them. Yeah, or give goes, you no, half. just leave him. <laughs> oh, she. No, <laughs> yeah, no. You so we ended s- up leaving them. Oh, you did. Well, yeah. that's nice too. It was. It was. You said they were nice to you, right? They were so nice. We we got a great place. And I feel energy. like the story is not funny. Shut, it doesn't have to be funny. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something seriously. It doesn't have to be funny. <laughs> no. So what else happened? So you know, it was very touching. Her, um, her, a lot of her family were there, you know. Um, her great aunt had to be weird, like brought out from the hospital because she, like, we really didn't know if she was gonna make it. And you know, just to have her there, oh, it was so touching. God. I could tell. And Is that? But everybody got had a good time. Everybody had a good time. You know, it, it, it was, it was tell very me about important the, for. They for said us the hors d'oeuvres. What about the hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> The hors d'oeuvres were probably the best part of the whole Great. experience. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna let you out of this bit. <laughs> um, so you, but but you had it really looked good outside. Like people were dressed nice, and it, and um, the the tables all had tablecloths to the ground. We, and, and we and we put the, we, sp- we spread the tables out. That's why we rented a house with a ba- big backyard. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. So there was everybody, enough for a little lot of lot of little groups. Yeah. And then you know what. The good thing about that is once you're sitting down, I, I always remind people that here, it is weird when you come over and we can't hug. And you, but once we're sitting down, even 11 feet apart, even whatever it was, if it was 12, if you were comfortable with that, to take your mask off outside, it gets crazy normal. The darker mm-hmm. it is, the better. Mm-hmm. Candle in the middle. But it feels normal as fuck. Uh, you know, so. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You you had the backyard set up nice. And what did you have for food? We um, had well, it, Italian that sounds trashy, but who? It, it was it was Italian food. It was great. Yeah, it was terrific. Um, and and relatively, um, how many people came? We had about four hundred. All right, I have. It was guy. a super spreader <laughs> event. <laughs> it was great. How many um, people? No, it was, it was Don't about lie. 25. Don't try 25. to twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Wow. But you gotta you gotta keep in mind this is Missouri. Like, why you know does that how, seem more there? You know how Where people we, we had people these, we had these little cards on each table. You like my joke when but, I said that people seem you said it's twenty five, but it's Missouri. So like, it seems like a lot more. It seems people. like fifty people there. Anyway, continue. And there were like these advice cards that there were on every table for people to write advice for us. Mm-hmm. And Lauren has a lot of Missouri cops in her family, and literally. <laughs> On one of the cards, somebody wrote, make America great again. <laughs> oh, no. Were they joking? <laughs> yes. But but he wasn't joking, but he was joking that he did that. But um, I loved it. It was it was great. I got to hang out with um, a ton of people I normally would never get to talk to. Can I ask you a question? The uh, Oh, can I tell you one, one thing really quick? Yeah. Uh, you can tell me one two of things. uncles. Hey. <laughs> You uh-huh. can tell me two things really slow. No, I'm kidding around. <laughs> Quick. One of our uncles is a cop, right? And uh, we were talking at one point, and, you know, I was sort of, like, asking him questions about just, you know, the, the topic got to the current 
situation with the police and protests. And he goes and he says to me, you know, I feel like uh, a lot of liberals, you guys don't know that the cops shoot way more white people than they do black people. I'm like, yeah, I hope so. What the fuck? Black He's, people are only like 15 percent of the population. This be, guy's just playing with numbers. He was just like, like, yeah, wow. basically trying to. You know, I um, hold on. Would you? Oh, when, when, when it came, oh, um, as far as um, we don't have to get into this topic. Well, I, 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 you know, it's funny. I just saw a guy who was an ex-Baltimore cop, really interesting guy. And he talks very openly about here. Here's what I, w- I will say about th- that frustrates me a little. I think it's funny when you know you know the people that are never in the in the sh- in the on the side of going in the new direction. I wish they'd just be more honest about it because they always try to find reasons they have with it, which aren't consistent. Mm-hmm. When you make up reasons, everybody knows what a, what someone who hides a drug addiction looks like. You make up reasons to fit something you don't want to stop doing. So therefore, it there starts to be no consistency. You understand, like, if you say, yes. well, because you can't, like, if you with gay marriage, if you can't go, well, to be honest, two gays together grosses me out. Two women together grosses me out. So you feel you can't say that, which you're going to get shit for it, but at least you'd be brave and honest. So you make up reasons. Well, the marriage is between them. It's like a lot of people, they make up reasons because of the truth. I see what you're saying, yeah. They're afraid to say it. So, um, what, what are we talking about? The uh, police. Yeah. Um, it's people that try to make up excuses for the police thing, police protests. You were saying something about people who don't tell you exactly why they oppose it, but they try to make up excuses. And Oh, no, I'm not giving up on this. You talked me through this because I had a good point. I did. It was about something about this, uh, uh, the... Um Oh, that when they go, there's no good cops. Look, oh. if you ask me, they're going to know, yes, of course there is. And look, I've done a lot of police ride-alongs. Does it make me have a voice of authority? Yeah, I think it does. I've done two, 300 ride-alongs in my life. Mm-hmm. I, they talked openly in front of me. Mm-hmm. They said things in front of me before I knew that they were wrong, that they would confide in me in, that later I went, oh, my God, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I was telling that story like it was funny. It's horrible. <laughs> What they did or how they got information out of somebody or that they look for probable cause after they get out of the car. Uh-huh. That's why sometimes they'll write a ticket for a license plate frame, even though they don't really give a shit. Because then when they use it as an excuse to pull someone over and a lawyer goes, when's the last time you pulled someone over for not having a light on their license plate or something mm-hmm. minuscule? You can go, I actually do. Mm-hmm. So you pull over some other poor schmuck just mm-hmm. to get yourself some. Yeah, I don't only use it to pull over. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stab- pull over establish black a, a consistent pattern. Yeah, that oh sure I've done it before. Even if it's once or twice, even if it's you know two hundred for uh, one group of people, but four for the others, it still is enough for people that want to believe that. You know, so um, I'll be I'll be done in a second here. Um, so. Uh, you know, there was a study done, I think, at Harvard, maybe Stanford, where where they listened to hundreds and hundreds of voice recordings of police interacting with people they pull over. And they f- and eventually they got like these researchers or it could have been AI that was figuring it out. But eventually they they figured out enough pattern. They didn't need to know who the cop was talking to. They could tell what color 
their skin was, the person that the cop was talking to, just by what the cop was saying. Like, they didn't even right. have to, like, like uh, just by you, the tone. The, tone, the use of words dude or bro, you as opposed what? to sir or ma'am. Right. And, like, first name, as opposed to, like, Mr. or Mrs. Okay. Oh, I so desperately want to remember this because I want to talk about this cop that I saw, I did hear on Joe Rogan's show. And I thought, you know, because I'm not really thrilled with Joe Rogan lately. You know, I don't want to mention it. But, you know, he this was a good interview. It was a great interview. So mm -hmm. I want to go there, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to back up a little to the uh, police. Mm -hmm. um, what were you just talking about? Police. Police brutality. Police uh, talking to people they pull over. The oh, oh. That with... Oh, thank God I remembered this. I'm sorry for putting you all through this. That the problem when I said it's it has to be one or all. Like you have to when there's when there's racist, homophobic people, or when there's you know gay, what you know uh, mm -hmm. prejudiced people, or when there's black homophobic people, it's one, it's all or nothing. And the problem with understanding and having empathy all around is that a good example can come to defend you, but you don't like it because it includes another group. And I'll tell you why all cops are bad. Not that there aren't a small percentage of cops that are fucking good. I know there are. I've met them. And they have empathy. And when you have empathy and a gun and a ram on the head of your car and a taser and a flashlight, you literally get a ram on your car. You can ram into people. Here's a gun. Here's a rifle. Here's a taser. Here's a billy club. Boy, it's nice to know that someone that has all that has empathy. Mm -hmm. It can fucking, you can actually do a lot of good. So yes, there, but the reason you have to say there's no good cops, there's a, there's fucking, people are getting, it's out of fucking control and they don't have time to go, I know, you just got to go in strong. And, and basically there's no good cops. Here's when it gets bad. When, 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 when some would like to hear me say this, but then there's a group of people that if you're religious and I went, yeah, they're bad. Like all churches are bad. And they're like, why, wait a second. Well, I, I, I always said that there's good churches and bad churches. Not really, because they don't rat each other out. Yeah, there might have been a church that never partake in any of the evils or the molestation, but even by what they taught legally, let alone the molestation. So let's forget about what they taught legally that is now horrible and cruel. Uh, but let's just forget what they, they did. Uh, was it on paper, but they did it. Was there any churches that didn't take partake in sexual molestation? Of course there were, but they didn't rat out the others. There's no famous cases of churches ratting each other out. The churches didn't blow the lid off of what was going on within the church they got caught they're still holding on and that's why there's no good churches that's mm -hmm. why because it's like all right what are we going to do here you want to you want to you want to what do you call it mince what's that word you want to mince, mince mince words mince words you want to so the same thing with the cops what it's basically saying is yes for the good cops what you would have to do to be good is start talking okay here's the last of it if you want to understand exactly what goes on clear or more than you ever have before. I don't even think you have to agree with everything this guy says, but let me tell you something. He talks from his heart. He's honest. He made the mistakes. He was a former Marine. If you want to understand how it all goes down, watch his interviews on Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. It is so clean. He is so, you just hear it and you go, it makes sense. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's just you have to not want to change your opinion if you hear that and don't go, oh, I understand. Even for people like me that already understood, now I really understand. After watching two times on that show and listening to him. And uh, I, I think it's easy to find. His name is, uh, 
Wow, I forget his name. Well, I certainly don't think Michael say, L. Say, Wood. So I'm um, saying all cops are bad. End of story is not going to get any 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 you know traction in terms of actual change and making a difference. I think understanding each other's plight is the first step. But I, this is my take on it: is even if you take even if you take race out of it, like I think there's somewhat of a problem when five police officers cannot detain one person without shooting them. Like that's that's a weird like that 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 it's sort of gotten to the point that that is the first. Uh, uh, action taken so many times. Like, there's a can, problem. Can I tell you, you don't have to believe there's systematic racism in America, but you have to believe, you have to see that there's a problem. You're, you're going to like what I'm saying. And I hope you that we love each other. You know me. That doesn't necessarily answer or switch people's opinion that disagree because they have a topical answer for that. Just do what the cop says. Or I don't, you know, they, so you have to go further back and that's what this guy does. He explains it to go, no, this is what happens. It makes sense. He was a cop. He made the mistakes. He, he says it. He goes, I just looked, I don't know. The first time I saw, the way he tells it, he goes, you know, I caught a guy on a foot pursuit and, um, and he goes, and the other, and I got, and the, the other guy couldn't catch up with him. He goes, I got him around the corner. I tackled him to the ground and I handcuffed him. This guy comes over and just wails a fucking foot in his face, swells up like like crazy right away. He goes, now does it suck to lose a foot pursuit? Yeah, it pisses you the fuck off. But mm-hmm. he goes, then I don't know. He goes, I'm a young cop. I uncuff him. I don't want anything to do with it. And I go, he's yours. And he said something very interesting. When he got put on the nice side of town, he goes, well, you can't arrest these people for jaywalking. You can't arrest these people because that could be the governor's son. That could be, you know. Now, if, granted, if they're, if they're stealing a car, yes. But pe- the petty things that they go, and he goes, so what do you do? You go to one town over because you got to write tickets. You got to get people. You got to, there is a quota, even if there's not a quota. He goes, so you go over there. And you, you arrest them for petty things. So the, so the stats are way the fuck off mm-hmm. of probably those same things that I would find on someone when I went into the bad area a little way over would be the same exact if I was always, pull, uh, always doing it with white kids. And, and he tells it a lot better than I do, but it's very clean. It's very precise, and it makes sense. You, I'm telling you, and maybe it's, it sounds like I'm being a dick, but if you don't hear that and go, oh, okay... Oh, now I really get it. I really get it. It's, it's you know, it's... And uh, he says, you know, re- they act out of fear. He goes, that's why I think that I was better being able to get where I'm at today. He goes, I'm better because I didn't react out of fear. I was in the, I was in the Marines. And so this was not necessarily mm-hmm. as scary to me. So I was never reacting out of fear. A and, lot of them do. And a lot of them do. He goes, look, if you have someone that's scared and look, let's face it. I'm, he goes, I'm not 
he did. He said, I'm not making, he said something, I'm not making light of that. Like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm about being scared. He goes, but if you're scared and you're a jittery person and you get a badge and a gun and a billy club, you're yes. still going to be scared. Yes. And it's not a good thing to be scared. Yes. And if we, and the less we know about other people, the more scared we yes. are. It's not a good place to be scared. Yes. And can you be safe and can you protect yourself? It's, it's like one of those, he said, false arguments. You go, well, you got to protect yourself yeah you do but not like you know overprotect yourself mm -hmm. just like hey so what if a few other people take a bullet i'm not dying mm -hmm. well part of your job that makes it heroic heroic is that you take a chance that you might because you make smart exactly. fucking decisions when your life is on the goddamn line if you can just go boom 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 not so scary you're yes, not such a hero yes 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 you're so right yes that's 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 great. Yes. So go listen to this guy. It's great. Okay. All right. And, and you know what? Would you ever get married? You watch your mouth. Would I ever get married? Um, well, I can talk about two things. You know, Daniel. Uh -huh. uh, would I ever? I um, you know, because you just got married. Obviously, you know, you don't want to make it look like that. But you get it. Like, if I was going to get married, I'd do it like you. Um, but would no, you want to? No. All I would want to. No. No. I feel like it puts too much pressure on now this this thing that starts, even though, you know, and uh -huh. um, so but if I had a lot of money, you know, like, let's say to throw I would just throw a Christmas party or a holiday uh -huh. party or something. But uh, but if I wanted to acknowledge it, um, I don't think so. Would you have done it if Lauren didn't want to do it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Um, I didn't want to, I've n never really thought about it like that hard until I met Lauren, but, um, it, you know me, like I've always sort of thought, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, why, why does that, that need to be, you know, a, a step in a, a, you know, evolution of love. It could just, love can just evolve and your relationship can grow in whatever way you want it to. Um... But, but I'm glad I did it because now if I want to break up, there's like paperwork to fill out and stuff. So <laughs> it makes you really you, reevaluate what you want to fight about. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ever ask Lauren like what? Because because I really do try to respect that. You know, I'm so opinionated when it comes to social issues. Uh -huh. Like I say, <coughs> you know, I'll, you can like a different slice of pizza than me. I'm I'm okay with that. We don't have to go. New York sucks. Yeah. And the same thing with this, like. I would say you shouldn't do things out of your budget because it tends to start the marriage with a lie That's that you think you're going to yeah. stop. Oh, no, we're going to start it with the biggest lie, financial lie. Uh -huh, gonna, and then what's going to happen after that? No, And then we're going to go on vacation we can't afford. And, we're gonna be, and then we're going to start having an honest relationship. I know that sounds crazy. No, no, no. Just because you say I know that sounds crazy doesn't mean it doesn't sound crazy. So if you think it sounds crazy, stop right there and don't do it. No, we're going to start with two lies, and then we're going to live a healthy, honest life. We just have a horrible first start lie with money, and then it doesn't leak into any other parts of our life <laughs> at all. Trust me. Just let me watch. You watch and look. So, and by the way, if you've done it, that's all right. We've all done things we wouldn't do over. If you did it that way and you're like, you know what? That's okay. That's what it's about. That's why you grow in life. You change. Or if you want it and you can afford it, totally different thing then we'd all just have the different type of ways we would do it what if the cops come over and shoot me in the head um, 
I'm like, oh my god, they, oh my, they, god. my house is burning to the ground. They go, listen up, punk. Uh, <laughs> we heard your podcast. Yeah, what? Heard, it's not even yeah. out yet. Wait, it's not even out yet. Yeah, your neighbors phoned it in. You should run that big fan. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, yeah. So, so it's just. Uh, but I. What's well, the other thing you want to talk about? Well, I, I had some. Oh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about. Look, you know, like everything, I'll just start talking and then it'll come out. Yeah. I wanted to be honest with the people that listen to the show. You already know because it just feels better. It's it's disingenuous and and uh, and I'll tell you the story. Uh, but Vinny and I, uh, my girlfriend's brother, uh, we broke up, and I. I thought about like the you know what I would share with everybody, and that is because you know you hear them in there all the time. I don't want it to be. I could have gotten away for another six months, not really talking about it, mm -hmm. and you know because people come and go sometimes in the podcast. But you know everyone that comes and goes, like you know people from the past, but they're all in our lives. There's everybody that was a part of the podcast is you know we're still on good terms with. We still mm -hmm. and uh, so. So uh, so I didn't want this one to just sort of drift into like, oh, wait, well, yeah, I haven't heard him mention his girlfriend's brother in a while. And so the, the short version of it is, look, I don't want to make it sound like it's so good that it wasn't sad. It was sad. We, we, we both agreed on this thing and realized that we were going to have, we were going to uh, break up the same way we had our relationship perfectly. Um, look, so I'm not playing with words. If someone goes, only a perfect relationship doesn't end, then no, if that's the standards. But if you think, what did you do while you together? How much joy did you have together? How much, um, you know, how often was it good? And it was overwhelmingly amazing. And then because of, and, and on, on topically, if you, you, if you were eavesdropping, it was good to the last day. We were laughing and having a fucking great time. It was it was a little more complex than that. And we both agreed. He brought it up, but I totally agreed. I said, listen, the decision I want to, to you to make is that I will not be angry at you. When you didn't do anything wrong. I'm not acting like a superhero. I said, I'll be sad. I'll be sad. But I won't be angry at you at all. We'll be friends forever. Forever. I go, you hear me talk about my ex? And, uh, and yeah, the last day was rough, you know, because you knew. But you know what? Once he got in the car and he was an hour and a half out of L.A. and we started talking on the phone, it sort of reverted to, like, the long-distance relationship. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then a friendship will, you know, take its course. Well, and I think the fact that you guys were friends first was sort of, you know, you, you connected on, on another level. On another level. Yeah. Before uh, anything else. So I think that's a foundation yeah. that you'll always be able to. So that's build basically on. the truth. All right, listen. I. What happened? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh. I, you know me. I always say how golden retrievers are so cute. Uh huh. Uh, so anyway, that, that, that's the story. And um, I know he's probably going to listen to this. Oh, look at him. Well, I wonder what he said. And, oh, yeah, I can go a little fur further. So now it's three weeks later, and uh, because of the circumstances, look, I'm not saying, hey, whenever you break up with someone, it should be just like me. And No, sometimes because of the circumstances, you can't do this. But what I wanted to say was that there would be a lot of people that should be doing this that aren't, that things nobody did anything wrong. It's just get, you know, and, and um, but 
strive towards it, but I don't want to say in a delusional way. You know, depending on everybody's individual relationship, some people can't even get in touch. Maybe the, if there were lies or deception or mistruths, that's a different, that, there's all different. But when you can, when you can try to, because it's so much better to, to have it drift off into that. And it's such a better feeling. And uh, so there you go. Um, well, there you go. I'm, I'm, I hope this is okay to say, but I'm happy for y the two of you that you didn't, because you know, sometimes people will stay in too long and then it ruins the initial friendship that yeah. was there. And um, it sounds like you guys are very emotionally intelligent people. Oh, John. John said he was going to sit in tonight's show and not make a peep. You see, that was You gross. said you weren't going to say anything. Yeah, John Brown Wagner. I can't believe you. That was disgusting. So, yeah. So, um, thank you. And, yeah, yeah, it didn't. It was like, you know, the reason I, I like, tell people that, I, go, I want them to know, like, if they were a fly on the wall, that's the phrase I use. You know, if you were a fly on the wall right to the very end, you'd be like, they're getting along great. Because we didn't, you know, we don't wait. Mm -hmm. We don't wait, mm -hmm. and uh, two years or a year, you know. So, um, but you know, I'm gonna get you what you did to me, Vinny. I'm gonna fucking kill you, you pile of shit. And ah, I know how hard he's laughing. How hard do you think he's laughing when he hears that? Of course he hears it. <laughs> so, but I also want to say this. Um. Uh, hold on. That's it. So. Uh, <laughs> I forget I did have something else I was going to talk about, but it doesn't. You really don't have your usual list normally. No, that that was that was it to be honest. Okay, that was it. Oh, I did have one more thing. You want to? You want to? You want to? How long we've been going? We've been going for forty-two minutes. Oh, I say we talk about this one other thing, and then we just we did sure we, we rip this thing up, and when you just talk. Okay. That's how long it takes me. I use your phrase all the time. It takes Todd 45 minutes just to get the engines all stopped. <laughs> all right, we're going to stop the podcast. You're oh, like, how long? Uh, 45 more minutes. You're like um, uh, like one of those container ships, you know? It takes forever to get going and forever to slow down. But once it's going, it's, right. you can't, you, there's no stopping it. Woo! Woo! Did you know that when well, those about... big ships drop anchor, that what holds the ship in place is not the weight of the anchor. It's the weight of the chain that the anchor is connected to. Well, that just drags it to the bottom. Yeah, that just drags the chain to the bottom. But the, the ship is essentially being held in place by the chain, not the actual anchor on the bottom of the ocean. You know, it's a misconception. A lot of people think it's like, oh, you drop anchor, meaning that's the heavy thing that is actually holding the ship. It's not. It's the chain. And uh, the you know the bigger the ship, the heavier the chain. It's like you see some of these container ships; they have blah, chains blah, blah, where like a single blah, link blah, can blah, weigh like blah. up to 50 pounds. Yeah. So blah, 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 you know, blah, 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 yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, I wanted to. I, I this is it, look. What made me bring this up? But this is like totally like a social issue thing again. Uh huh. And it has to do with. When people say they hold on to something because it's true, their their impersonation of what maybe a Chinese person sounds like with broken English. It's it's true. What you can't do, it's true, or anything. And, and I thought 
Wait, what I, is this really? Is this about a specific thing? This is about, this happens a lot, and I thought of a joke. Just, you know, one day, an old comedian, I don't even remember his name, and I wouldn't give it if it did. I'm not, you know, I made, I made mistakes too. But I didn't fight, you know. Thank, thank you. Thank you forever governs comedy world. They, I made so many goddamn mistakes, and so many comedians got better than I did, quicker than I did, and found their true funniness, and it took me forever. And I, and I, but thank you for letting me not get in my own way when it comes to progression. Thank you. Whatever governs comedy, that you let me not mind growing. Oh, thank you. Like, am I being overly zealous? No, no. You kidding me? It is life or death if you want to be relevant and not mad at shit you shouldn't be mad at. You need to not mind growing. It's not shameful to go, wow, I wouldn't do that anymore. I wouldn't do that anymore. It's a good thing. It makes mm-hmm. you a better comic. You just get to get out of your own fucking way. Other than that, the other opposed side is, how dare you? I could mm-hmm. never make a mistake. The attitude should be, of course I could. That's why I listen with open ears. Oh my God, I could make a mistake. Not like, well, believe me, I know right from wrong. And I could always grow and change and it can make you a better, a better comedian. And um, so, so but, but I've heard that argument a lot when it's people holding on to dear life to old stuff. Well, that's true. So this answers to when they're holding on to it because, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. And I thought of a comedian's bit where it was, you know, if, if I didn't think there was a reason to say this, I wouldn't. But I do think there is a reason to say this because I think if it works, it makes people stop using this as a defense. Therefore, it's worth getting a little sad because it is sad. It's it's just something so sad that somebody wouldn't know that that it would that it would make someone feel shitty, you know. And it was sad because of misinformation. And it leads into what we were just talking about with the police. But a comedian had this bit. He goes, you know, and he sold it good. And it was in 1980 when you know you feel bad when black people are walking by your car and you hit the electric door locks. Mm-hmm. And he set it up in a way that everyone felt so comfortable to laugh. And it was like, and it's true. So it's true. I mean, that's, I do it. So I'm not allowed to talk about what I do. I'm not saying I'm perfect. It's okay. I'm not asking you to stop it because it's not true. But if, like I said, if you luck out and you just keep growing as you get older, you learn with your kids, your family, you just grow. It ends up making you a better friend than a mm-hmm. significant other. Just growing really makes you great to be around. Makes it fun. Give it a shot. And if you, even if you do shitty, it's sometimes growing. The fact that you just want to, you'll probably get an A plus plus. Just, just not asking you not to be like, I gotta keep growing, you know. Which I talked about in my Netflix special. I get it, but you should not want to do that joke because now you realize that really makes somebody that's in the audience black feel like shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's true. It's true. Uh, your daughter was a stillborn. Do I want to bring it up? Uh-huh. Was uh-huh. that too far? No, no. It has to be powerful. It's like no one's defying it's true, but you didn't need to bring it up right now. And a, and a, and a well-rounded person, so you think, well, if that means I have to admit I did something horrible. No, it's okay. Someone said the only worst thing is then making a mistake is hearing about it and then not just, you know, just saying, oh, yeah, you grew. People, when they look at your present, most people that get under the microscope, I hate to tell you, as hard as everyone thinks they are and everybody, and like the same thing with the PC police, that comes under scrutiny for saying something, their today isn't much different. So it's not like they can go, that was eight years ago, and someone could go, well, go listen to their work today. I did. It's about the same. Mm -hmm. Nobody made egregious changes in their life and talks about it and goes, wow, and and those are the people you forgive. 
Mm-hmm. Those are the people you forgive. And that happens. And when that happens, there's a track record of it. Mm-hmm. But that's not usually what happens. You go, yeah, they're about the same right now. I saw their work mm-hmm. a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So don't act like, be brave and go, yeah, that's still who I am. Don't try to act like, well, that was eight years ago. I know, you're still the same. I know it was eight years ago. You're still the same. Is this about a specific person? Obviously, if you weren't the same, I'd be telling an honorable story about you. <laughs> if you were different, if you had changed, they, those people write books because it's an amazing story, someone that changed. They don't usually do it aggressively either. You don't usually see someone that was an ex-Klu Klux Klan member going, ah, I made mistakes. Ah, okay, I made mistakes. It's more from a humbler place. Yeah, okay, ah, it's aggressive. They all tell you they made mistakes, but it's aggressive. Yeah, okay, ah, I made mistakes. Ah, I grew. Okay, I made mistakes. Yeah, I know, but you don't seem, you know. You don't humble seem, about it. You don't seem humble. You're mad. I think you're mad that you keep having to change. I think you're pissed off. Oh, I got to keep, you know. So anyway, um, so you stop doing that joke because you realize the way it makes somebody feel. So not because it's not true. Because you realize it's truth that maybe I don't want to release into the audience during my show because it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, you know. I have a question for you. Yeah, what do you want? So. I'm done. You know how sometimes you'll stop at an intersection or you're all getting off the freeway and you'll see there's a, a homeless person or a p- person down on their luck. Mm-hmm. And um, often they'll have a pet with them. Right. Is this going to be smart? What you're saying? It's a true. It's a real okay. story that happened. Not going to be all. Oh, I put my hand down his pants and give him no. a Monday morning uh, happy. <laughs> I need that. So, um, Lauren, you know, it's it's always like you know. You feel like, bad for the dog? Well, Is that the question? I, yeah, I mean that's a you know great. That's a murky water because I obviously feel bad for the person, and but then you also feel bad for the dog and. And Lauren is, you know, my wife is such an animal lover and she, she's so full. So she's always like, oh, that poor dog. So I go, honey, why don't we get a bag of dog food? And then, we, so I got a bag of dog food and I put put a little Ziploc bags. Not little ones, but like pretty big yeah, Ziploc yeah, I bags. Yeah, like, two pounders. Yeah, split it all up and I put it in her car and I go, oh, next time you add a light or whatever and you see some of the dog, open the window, give them the thing. That's great. It's at least like. Yeah. And first time we're in, we're in the car together, we're going and we're like in a food and there's a dude sitting there and Lauren like open, rolls down her window and he comes up and she like, the, the minute he sees the dog food, he just just sits back down. Oh, well, and I'm like, why well, am I an asshole? Are we no, assholes for well, you're, you're, for like going like, oh, hey, I got nothing for you, you're, but you're here's not food an for asshole. your dog. Look, you're going to have to let this be in there, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think what it is, you don't want anyone to look like that. You, you know, you, you know, you're responsible for how people hear what you say. So, uh-huh. you know, so think about that, that it's very easy to take that to. That's why I don't give. No, no. That was I, one guy. No. And then, of course. Right, right. You need to say it, that. Of course, this was one guy. Someone that, else could cry and after that, go, thank you. There was a woman who was like so exci- excited. Okay. But the point of that is made me feel so bad because I felt like I would have we had offended him. Well, like, it is a we funny thing when he's hungry, too, because yes. he probably gives the dogs, you know, when he's starved, he probably gives the dog yeah. 25% of what he's eating. It was eating. just one of those things where, like, it felt like such a good idea. Can I make and a then suggestion? the moment it happened, 
I realized, oh, are we just, we're like completely tone deaf to what's actually going on? No, I think you could next time, if you want to give out dog food, you have to throw something else in there. <laughs> Talk about an anchor. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. My guest is Daniel Kino. Wow. I mean, now we're just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. We're outside. You can hear. You can feel it. Did you hear that? It is. You know, it's. Let the song. This is the start. This is the opening of the show. That was a cold opening. I'm not fucking around. Daniel, does this mean anything to you? This is a produced show. I think you're, you don't get it. I don't think you get that if this was an HBO documentary on what we did on this podcast and the camera would roll around the corner, is that what you want to be seen doing? Ignoring me? No, no, no. What? I'm not, I'm, lo- I'm not. You were you. looking at your notes and you're very pretty book, so I don't really mind. It's almost picturesque. He has like a notebook, but it's like. Like a beautiful notebook, like with a nice binded cover, not leather. We're not crazy. You know what he makes it out of? You told me that that book, you make it out of dead, hateful people just to teach them a lesson. And you write all positive notes in it. You know what's... Do you think you my opening was that a good opening? All that serious shit. You think we did? Yeah. You think this show's crazy good, right? It's crazy good. I mean, it's out of control. <laughs> okay, hi. It's what's You're, crazy to me now is now I'm gonna sit we back. We still use we that, that we we use tablespoon, teaspoon measurements. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I grew up in Russia. Uh, the entire the rest of the world is on a millimeter system. We have our whole other... Uh, what are you doing? I'm just fixing my pillows. <laughs> I'm sorry. That would drive uh, me the, crazy, too. <laughs> so what are you talking about, the meters and uh, the Forget metrics? it, forget it. No, forget uh, Daniel, do you feel comfortable? There's something funny to me about like when you're cooking and like the, oh, it's a teaspoon of that. It's a tablespoon of that. It's like such a... It seems archaic to you. Archaic and arbitrary. Like, can't you just tell me like either in gra- like, uh, grams or like... A universal measurement, a, a quantum of. You're not listening. I'm listening to this every is, word you're saying. This is the kind D- of Daniel, stuff. Daniel, no, I'm, no, Daniel. I'm, 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 I'm to ju- t- truth. I'm listening to every word you're saying. Uh huh. You have no idea. Do you how know much. how many teaspoons I'm the best are listener in a there tablespoon? Is. How many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? Okay, I love this because I'm Take not that. Guess. I don't know that many things. I'm going to be honest with you. I uh, said I have a new joke of Mac, but it's the truth. I go, how, uh, you know how long it took me to realize I don't know one thing on Jeopardy? <laughs> Not one question, ever. If I do, I freak out. I think I run around the house. It's like, what the fuck? It puts me in a great mood all day. Now, I, I don't want to exaggerate and have people feel well, How about Price is Right? You know stuff on that. Usually I know it, but it's too. I'm too exhausted to figure it out. Like, oh, I got to add that and minus that. I'm freaking out. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what? Just you do it and I'll watch. <laughs> Right, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I get it. Okay, potatoes. You know, I Price is Right is one of those shows that blew my mind when I moved to America because it's like, first I, of all, everybody's like crazy about it, and you're like, oh, I get to you stay at home, or you watch Price is Right, and and like as a person that comes from a communist country where we had nothing to basically, you watch people just guess what these things cost on television. 
and they don't even have to be that close. No. And then they get them for free. <laughs> and they jump up and down. Is it wrong? I, I shouldn't ask this, but and I, I, it leads to thinking that Drew Carey does a, I think does a great job. Like it's undeniably, and I haven't watched that show in probably five months, just because of uh, the. I don't get it. I don't. I haven't. I, I can get TV in my one TV in the living room, but I don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't have the TV. Is this a projector? Yeah. Didn't you see? I put up a big fish tank for you. Can you? <laughs> Did you see it? Can you do TV on that projector? Yes. Are you serious? I do. I. That's why I close these. Look, I can close these things. These these uh, these canvas pieces here. I can close them. Uh-huh. If I want to watch a movie on it, I just close one and pull the other one back because it's got to be flat to watch a movie. It doesn't have to be. So I sit in. I can sit in bed. And shine a movie outside onto that thing and watch a movie like a big, like a big movie with your projector. With the projector, and it's then, a great well, little projector. Where does the sound come out of? The sound, I, you know what? I knew that if I had to grab it from the living room or do anything, I wouldn't do it. So on that, like, I have a cart that it's on, and there's a boom, a boom, uh, a boom. Uh, what do you call it? A bass. A boombox. A bass. A bass. A bass. And then, and then a lo- it's a, it's like a little one of those. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that expensive. It was like one hundred ninety nine dollars. Put, I leave it Whoa, on the bottom, it's plugged in. Mouse. So if I plug in, so if I turn it on and watch a movie, I have a place for the laptop. It's lay, you know, it's all mm-hmm. fits on this little thing. I have a Velcroed uh, 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 power strip to the top so the computer, everything can be like, it's just, it's all ready to go. And then I shine movies out here, sit around the fire, watch a movie up on the thing. Um, and the, the beauty of a projector is, you could fit it whatever wall you want it on, can, right? Right. You can make it smaller or bigger. It's great. It's it's. I, I don't. Where did you get? I, where, where, where did you buy that? You know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that usually sounds like a lie, but in this case, it isn't. It's it's saying something revealing. Uh, the chairs in the office started to fall apart. They were. You can go look at them. And then, uh, you know, I had the warranty on them, and I got the warranty, and they just sent me money without asking for the chairs. Wait, hang on. You got. Warranty on office chairs? Yeah, I get warranty. You know what? I switch my opinion on that sometimes. I did not always, but were, sometimes. Were you bought them at Office Depot or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the brother says, "Hey, you want warranty on?" And the I chairs. bought them. And you went, "Yes, I do." I did. Uh huh. Because I had a good experience with uh, the warranty on the fax machine. Is this like a lifetime warranty on those chairs? That's, How dare you? Well, that's what an is wrong with you? My mother for died for the rights of American people to get their she was voting a big cards. warranty advocate. She was the Wait. warranty advocate of Heavy- of Havington Heights, New Jersey, and you knew it. And what you try to do right now is, is disrespectful. Okay, so back to you with the warranty. Uh-huh. I do buy it once in a while. Okay, so on the chairs, because you knew it was like and I buy live a, lot of, a lot of usage. People in and out, yeah. shuffling. Mm-hmm. So and I just thought I'd buy and, them. And then you call the company and you go, hey, the, the chairs. It's a separate company. How long has it been? It was about two years after I had them. Two years afterwards? Yeah, I had a three-year warranty, I think I got. Or it, it was give you a warranty for three years? Or it was approaching two years. I was approaching two years. There you go. And but you can you get a three-year. It's just... Hold on. You can get a three-year. I'm pretty sure it's just more. I went for two, because after that... After that, believe it, even as a fair consumer, I think it did its job. But can it give me two years? You know, that's why once in a while, you know... When I have like a hose and I just throw out the receipt and I throw out the everything and then literally 30 days later it b- busts on the side, yeah. you know, uh, uh-huh. I will happens. buy a new one and return the old one. Uh huh. I'll just go buy a new one, take all the labeling off. Uh-huh. Where, hey, this busted a thing. That's all I want. I'll still buy one, and I don't feel bad about that because 
it's just I'm doing it my own way. But if I would have had the receipt, they would have done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. There's nothing going on wrong except so. And, and to prevent that, I usually try to save packaging now a little longer than I used to. And there's one point when I'll throw away the packaging to something when I go, it proved itself. Yes. Sometimes it's 30 days. Yes. It proved itself. Yes. Uh, and I always can go through my emails. And, but anyway, enough so of that. So hold on. No, 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 no. I have more questions about this chair warranty. So you call the... Then at some point you decide, all right, this is enough. Shell's chair is wobbly. Okay. This is, I can tell you there's ways. Because when they don't want to mail it, there is a certain amount of trust. And there's probably a certain amount of people... Look, I didn't feel... I never. I didn't think they were going to do that. I would have gotten the new chairs, but of so you course, call them. They. I and you go email hey, them. Email them. You email them, mm-hmm. uh, and you go, hey, this had bought some chairs. You didn't write the email, or yeah, somebody helped me. Somebody helped you, <laughs> and um, and and then they reply back. I send pictures. Oh, you, you had to send pictures. I send pictures. Yeah, and um, and I was deserving of new chairs, and uh, but when they sent me the check. You know, because they, they just trust you. You know, they took some pictures and they saw it. You know, you can't fake the pictures. Uh-huh. You know, they were, they were, I'm sure you could do anything. <laughs> but, you know, uh, okay. I remember. You I remember, didn't. by you the way, didn't fake the I bo- no, I didn't. I only had to do this twice uh, since I've had warranties. Twice. So it's really not On that the often. No, 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 no. One other What's thing where thing? it was this type of thing. What sometimes the they'll thing? tell you to, sometimes they'll tell you, like, because I get a lot of shit through Amazon and I do try to keep the receipts. And I just had something happen with a mic to sell. It's, it's an adapter, and it I got it, and it's crackling. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I saved the thing. I can go back, and, and they will say, send it back. And I did. I sent that item back. Only twice because of the item, obviously, they asked you to do And one was a weird one. Uh, they sent me a new AC unit. I had a warranty on it, and they sent me a new AC unit. I sent them a video of what it does, and it mm-hmm. did it for me. And they said, uh, send us a picture of the cord cut, and the serial number's right under the cord. So I just turned it around and cut the cord and sent them a picture. Mm-hmm. And they sent me a new air conditioner. I guess I could have go had it recorded, but it was a broken air conditioner. So Yeah. So the chairs, you send them a picture, and then they reply in an email? Yeah, they sent me. They're very, it was, it's, it's, and then they sent you a full refund? They sent me a full refund. Uh, they sent me, yeah, yeah, I got $99. They weren't expensive, those chairs. That's great. Yeah. And they and then last you sold forever. The they're great, me, right? Yeah, Those are the chairs you sold. Did you hear me? what I just said? What? Yeah, they last forever. They're great. <laughs> Oops. Uh, all I had to do was pay somebody to Photoshop some chairs. <laughs> <clears throat> no, you know what I did? I I, I I I prevented it. I went nuts with uh, this this glue. Uh, and oh, I just, really? And it really did a pretty good job. There was like seven, eight areas. Hold on. Where, where they really? were fall, they started to come apart at the seams, but. Uh, once I glued it, it didn't get out of control. It, it maybe in a f- it's so dark in there, so it did it maybe in a few other places. But overwhelmingly, they're still looking pretty good. <laughs> you took the chair money and you bought a projector. I bought a projector. Uh, where? At the uh, at Office Max, and I bought a warranty on the projector. Of course, you'd I be a fool at this the, point. But I haven't to. needed it. Um, I haven't needed it. The projector's great. The projector is so. How much worth was the projector? It. It's four hundred dollars. Whoa, it's not cheap. No, but but can you can you do a fire like spend a more on fire, a television? Yeah, can you do like Fire TV stick with it? Like you can do you can hook Chromecast up to it. Oh really? Yeah. So you know, I, the reason I'm asking you this this morning, my TV broke. It just went dark. Mm-hmm. And if this was your only one, it might be a pain in the ass. But boy, it's nice to watch things if you can find a wall and project on it. Any wall can become. I mean, a big my TV s- like sits on a big white wall. 
So that's why I'm. Um. Okay. Ooh. I am impressed, to be honest, with the chair warranty thing. That's like, you know, it's um, it's the kind of stuff adulthood's made out of. I'm realizing. Um. Yeah, man. I've been there myself. Like saving When I was younger I would just throw stuff out Especially if I was like Buying stuff on the road I'm listening Well I just wanted to do a draw It's a fireside show With Daniel Kino Daniel Kino is our guest All throughout the midnight hour He's gonna bring us in Through the wee morning hours Of the evening I just know like bits and pieces of it, but it doesn't all blend <laughs> together. But you know what I mean? Those guys all through the midnight hour, we're going to be taking you through the morning, turning you over to Chuck Me Gremmett at uh, 2 o'clock. It wasn't that bad. By the time I listened to talk radio, it wasn't that. But morning DJs were still. Morning DJs were exactly the impersonation of them. Like they would be so nice off the air and then they would go, hold on one second. And exactly the parody, you know. You know, okay, we're gonna so, sometimes like you listen to some. Not all guys, by the way. That's why you know guys like Preston and Steve or Elliot in the morning or Todd and Tyler. That KCRW or does. Hey, watch or, your fucking mouth. Okay. You know, you'll listen to a DJ and they'll say stuff between songs that you kind of go, I'm glad I heard that. Like something interesting. Yeah, and then they get on something. The, and then they play the thing or, as opposed to just getting on like in. Sometimes you'll. You know, I don't want to talk shit about. Well, don't, Anybody, but. because let me tell you something. All I do on this show is throw out positivity every week because people are already needing love. People need to feel loved. And seriously, I'm not joking around. I'm not joking around. Like, I take the time to, uh, to, uh, to know and, and give the people the love that they need. And I'm very happy. And I just wanted everyone to know that. Are what you are you doing? I was trying to get something ready. Could you tell? This is so annoying. <laughs> I'm so mad at this <sighs> fucking thing. I was like, come on. What's going on? And then, uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, so I do this and I go to YouTube. Okay, open it up. Yeah, it says this video is private. Oh, why is it private? Well, fuck you. Hey. Siri. Hey, Lexa. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> hey, Lexa. I don't know who you got over here. Alexa? Hey, hey, Alexa, volume 10. Hey, Alexa, who is Todd Glass? According to Wikipedia, Todd Stephen Glass is an American stand-up comedian originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Glass was born and raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He first began performing stand-up comedy in Philadelphia in 1982 while attending Conestoga High School. Well, close. Uh, it's night. Yeah, that was amazing. I didn't think it was going to have all that stuff. I was like, hope it didn't see me masturbating. <laughs> Can you imagine? Once at the end of his parents' driveway. Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, what? There wasn't Do you ever any... notice, like, Alexa paying attention when you're not, like, talking to her? Not really. What happens is sometimes it, it, it has commands where it can open up its virtual ears after it says something because it's, no, it's going to be getting more information from you. And you didn't know that's where it landed. 
So it, it usually, I mean, look, I'm not saying, look, I, I don't want to say that, you know, whether we're being listened to, I'm sure we are, and I'm sure they can, at least they can. But I think a lot of times when it's that, it's not that. It's just that it needed open ears at the end of something like, I'm sorry. Sometimes your phone won't make you press it again. It'll be like, um, you, just the way it leaves it open-ended, you, if you're in the other room, you can just now address it. Does well, that make I, sense? Yes. Does yes. it make sense? I wasn't, yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it does... And I don't mean this as a negative, like it learns about you because I've noticed a few times where different times of day in different moods, I would say, hey, Alexa, play music. And then it would start playing music. Here's a here's a station I think you might enjoy. And then it's always like on the money and the mood I'm in and like the thing I wanted to hear. And I wonder if that's just based on the information that it's collected over. I bet that is. Yeah. Because... That, that would be easy to do. That wouldn't be a bad thing. That wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm all for the more they can listen, you know, especially if it means hey, getting a dustpan. Hey, if dust you got nothing to hide, what's yeah, the problem? Yeah, what the hell, you know? Hey, you, you spread your noodle around too much and everyone's uh, going to get your noodle in their pants. <laughs> what the hell was that in the How How is your mom doing? Well, speaking she... Speaking of the noodle in your pants. Speaking of a noodle in your pants, how dare you? You hook, Be honest. Did you hook up with my mom when you were in Philadelphia? And I won't be mad. <laughs> It was before you were with Lauren. You did. Oh, you're bad. I can see it in no, your eyes. No, it was after I met Lauren. It was after, well, Lauren. Oh, the three. Oh, okay. Um, she, she's safe. She's okay. Mm-hmm. Is it true you went to a party over the summer and you had you had this played like, at your house while people were walking around and just so you could make it like... Oh, Daniel, have you met Daniel Kino? He's very interesting. Oh, Daniel Kino is interesting. Oh, yeah, Daniel Kino. He's very interesting. Well, he's interesting. I do that in my act. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, I guess everyone's talking about him. Yeah, well. That just takes a band of three and it makes them seem like eight. Don't you think this is great? So on the road of three band members, if I do a bit, I go, Ah, oh, guys, was that bit funny? Oh, funny. funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's very funny. And then you know what we do? We fire the band. I don't need them after I got all their voices on track. Fuck them. That's why I told the Tillis a long time ago. Timothy Lillis. <laughs> Tillis. Timothy Lillis. I said, I got your all your I recorded all your playings. You won't be needed. The last I heard from Eric Calvary said he could do backups on the trumpet. And Adiv Bodavi. How is Eric doing? He's doing great. He, him He's his, running for No, that's Eric Olson. Eric oh, Calver. Eric Olson. Eric that's Calver uh, like you know, a family member of the show and plays the trumpet uh and uh he just had a child, him and his wife. Eric Calver is running for... No, uh, it's Eric Olson. Eric Olson. Yeah, is running thank for... Thank you, Daniel, thank mayor you. Mayor of, I think, something, no? Mayor or, of what? I don't know. Or what? city council? Uh, okay, listen. He's running a marathon. Mayor. mayor. No? He's running uh, a marathon. He's running a Ponzi be- scheme. He's running uh, out of time. He is running for running, the mayor. Running for mayor. He is running for the mayor, and uh, it's amazing. And so am I. Yeah, Why you running not? for mayor too? Yeah, we'll oh, go up great. against him. Give him, give him. You're a, running a, against Eric. Yeah, give him a bang for his buck. Teach him a few things. 
No, uh, but uh, he's uh, he's doing well. He just got endorsed by the Democratic Party up there. He speaks well. What he, do you need to do is have I, compassion. I believe uh, Eric would, yes, I believe that. I hope he found his calling because I think he did. Uh, yeah, I think Eric would make a great city council. Well, he has compassion. Mayor. Yes. He has compassion, and, and he um, also has a little fire. Yes, he gets he gets angry. Yeah, when you, it's good when you have someone that has a lot of compassion, and they get angry at wrongdoings. They quicken it up a little. They're the ones that go, "All right, we have to have slow incremental change." They're the ones that go, "You know what? It's easy to say that when you're not the one feeling the wrath of not getting treated equally. Mm-hmm. It's got to go slow. Why don't? Why does it have to go slow? So when you have someone that has empathy, that also has that adage of like, no. We, the mistakes we make cost people their freedom and their dignity. Let's get to the truth on these social issues. That's the person you want. And I that agree. is an ad campaign right there that they should put the American flag Snip music on and out. play it. That says everything about Eric Olson. When you have compassion and when you're decent, you will constantly do the right thing for a lot of marginalized groups. He's got the three C's. The compassion. Compassion. Conviction. Conviction. And... Uh, and uh, uh, cutie pie, colorful pants. Sonny's got colorful pants. That's the ad. <laughs> that's the ad. Boom. Aaron, do something with that. And that's an ad for Eric Olson. Oh. All right, let, let me let me stop here. You want me to pause this? No. How long have we been going? Hour and fifteen minutes. We're going for the close. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because how long does that Because it's 45 mean? minutes to close the show. Right. Sure. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. We're outside. We got a fire pit to our right. It's sexy as fuck out here. Oh, God. That... I love to polish it up. You know, you're sloppy and then you polish it up. Mm-hmm. Put a little polish. All of a sudden, it's like, wow. Huh! This is called polish. Sure, we talk. But then... And then back. That's the way you do it. That's the way you produce a show. Well, my show's always been very professional, and people. I'm so hungry. What are you doing for working out? <whistles> You're not going to the gym. Watch your mouth. You can tell. You work out every day. I do. When the gyms are open, what are you doing these days? Well, Daniel, it's funny you ask. Um, I have my. Um, I bought. I did. Nick Lipa helped me get it, and it was the, it's Soul. It's called Soul. Oh and they, yeah. They have treadmills, and they have. And let me tell you something. In that price range, and it wasn't cheap. And believe me, I was being cheap. I didn't want. But it's like, come you on. Get a warranty even, on it. Yes, there is. I did get the warranty, and guess what? It was about two weeks after I got it. I went. I should get a warranty on this. I called up. They go. It comes with one for two years, and I thought Whoa. everything about this went great. I, I'm serious. Like I'm, I've never even mentioned it on the show before, but it was a treadmill in the price range that I was still doable, but it's solid. It's like a mm-hmm. piece at the gym, mm-hmm. but I'm sure those pieces are even more than that. But I think what they tried to do is what can we do in the price range? You know, it was $1,350. Whoa. What can they do in that price range that's a solid piece of equipment, does not feel, feels like a gym piece of equipment that could be five, 6000 mm-hmm. And they did it. And it comes with what's, a warranty for two years. Soul, soul, soul. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I was trying to spend five hundred, mm-hmm. and that was I was like, I could be, I could be very frugal and cheap in certain ways. So, do you like it more than going to the gym? If the gym was one hundred percent safe when that returns, I'd probably go back there 
Two, just because it's a nice energy to be around people sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I also love having it here. I love that I can crank the music through the PA system of the studio. It's in the studio? Yeah, and, and I can like move when I'm not paranoid about moving or putting my arms in the air or cranking music and going to it and letting loose and in a silly make way. And you can falls without having to worry about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's, to tell you the truth, it's more the loud music that you can play. Not loud in your headphones, but loud in the air, loud in the room. Mm -hmm. And it really is. I mean, I get some stuff cranking in there, and I can just fly. So do you find yourself working out more? Well, I worked out every day anyway, so no, it's about the same. Okay. It's just easier. Yeah. And I like it. I got used to the ritual. I still have my cup of coffee in the kitchen, and then I... Uh, sit in the car for 15 I minutes? I sit in the car, <laughs> and, uh, and I have my cup of coffee, and then that usually hits me pretty quick because I only have that one cup pretty much a day. Uh -huh. Sometimes I'll have a second cup, but rare. But I do do. you do snooze it. like when the alarm goes off? No. Do you hit snooze? I Never. don't snooze. You don't I snooze? I get up. You okay. get up two minutes before the alarm goes off and you stare at it. Unless, no, unless, I, thank God that I, thank nature, I hate that expression, God, but uh, thank whatever I've done. The that, universe. Thank the universe that rarely do I have to get up. <laughs> Meaning, meaning, I have to be there at that time yes. in the morning. Sometimes it you have it's, stuff to do, but it's up to you when to it do, gets done. But yes, yes. So it's not like, and, and sometimes there are things. Sometimes there are, you know. But even those things, I'm like, yeah, it's at nine. Mm -hmm. You know, so even that's not. That's yeah. But you get used to that. And you taught me this a long time ago, bef before I get up earlier. Well, no, like you, t you taught me that if if you have a show let's say sunday is your last day don't book the oh. 8 a.m flight uh monday morning the day will come i always tell people don't if you ever, have to don't if you have that. to if you have a kid and for some reason you have to get home because uh -huh. you're yes i get it but if you you know how many people i've met over the years that don't have to and i yeah, tell them and they and, always do and to this day you know what they tell me when they see me they go like you they go Thank you. I always think about that. The day will yeah. come. Why yeah. Saturday night is ruined at midnight when you got to get up at yeah. 7. Yeah. Your Saturday night's ruined. Yeah. But when you have a flight that leaves at 5.30 and you think 5.30 is pretty late, not when you get Your up on Wednesday's Sunday. Your ruined when you go in there and you book the 7 o'clock out of LAX. you got to oh. get up at 5. For nothing. The whole day's ruined. The whole day is ruined. <laughs> Life is ruined. You know what I like to do? I leave LA at 11.45 yeah. to go to Philadelphia. I get into Philadelphia yeah. at 7.30. Sometimes you Check get an early at seven. Dinner. Oh, I go out to dinner with some comedians. Yeah. Stop by the mics. Yeah. <laughs> so that's some of the best advice I think I've I'd, thank uh, you. ever was fortunate enough to actually listen to and take. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, okay, let me take a little hit of this fresh air. You know where fresh air started? Where? In, in uh, D.C. Oh, D.C. When I said I want to go outside and smoke fresh air, and I had too much. It was, it was the first time that I had ever blacked out from pot and then i was drinking and there was a recording of it i would be able to see Did how it went down in the it? morning i asked you uh, and i and i go i remember asking because i blacked out i mean i don't remember i had to ask details of the show but i finished uh -huh. the podcast i do remember dancing with the audience but very little do i remember and i asked you the next day i go daniel is it you go you're gonna be okay with it you didn't, you're going to be okay with it. Uh -huh. And as I listened to it, I knew what you meant. I was only, I wasn't mean. I, you know, and I'm not that I would ever be yeah. mean, but did I say, would I do anything? Would I be, because you were just over, you're, you're going to be okay with it. And I was, I listened to it. I was obviously drunk. 
you guys were just playing songs and and it would throw me back on the right direction like uh-huh. you pointed out that all that um uh, that Chris Burden had to do was like, because I would go off and, and he would play a jingle. I'd be like, ah, bah, bah, bah. I'm like a little baby, and I and I played with that. And then I would go off and you'd play something else, and it just kept me with a direction. But I wasn't embarrassed. Um, but you know, I was definitely more loose on the dance floor. <laughs> Those girls were all over my stuff. Oh yeah, you don't dance. I don't dance like I I don't dance when I want to. But if you don't dance, then you're no friend of mine. You can dance. Pull up your pants. I love your place, man. Thank you. It feels good. I don't have a fire lit tonight. Why don't you Airbnb that that room? Would you ever do that? No. No. No, 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 no. Okay. No, someone I knew. Yes, I wouldn't mind having now because I'm here by myself now. Uh, you know, for people that listen to the show, you know, the, the person would have to still live in the house. But like, there's a like a, a guest room over near the podcast studio. In between, there's a green room in between it, and there's a guest room. And you know, it's got a, it's got, it's like a, it's like it's a like bedroom a with house. a little living room. Yeah, and it has its own little patio. So for anyone that would live here, if it was the right person, it's nice to also have your own little area. In the back, but no, if you're using the kitchen and most of the time, whoever it's only been two people that have lived in there and it just worked out that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we watch TV together a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you, oh, can also you would go, project it onto their window. I would. project. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have a choice. <laughs> You want to watch TV? All of a sudden, (laughs) open your curtains. Open your curtains, and we'll talk about it on our cell phones. (laughs) I think we had some good, good, good talk today. You want to hear this bit? I love to tell people bits I do in the band because I miss it. But you know, I always ask myself: Would the thirteen-year-old Todd Glass like this? Uh And what it is is, I play this. The band plays this. John goes on the piano. And I go, hello, everybody, I'm Johnny Cash. And the whole band goes, Todd, it's Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is here. I go, hello, everybody, I'm Johnny Cash. Todd, Johnny fucking Cash is here. Get the fuck out of here. Hello, everybody, I'm Johnny Cash. And they start screaming, Todd, Johnny, (laughs) fuck, you're not going to believe it. Get out of here. John Brand Wagner stands up, puts his arms up and down in the air, freaking out that I'm not there to see Johnny Cash. And it just brings me pure joy to my belly. Uh-huh. You know? It just brings me so much joy to see the conviction of that they believe it so much that it's Johnny Cash that they don't know where I went. That's the bit. Hey, folks, you want to hear some Tom Jones? I do. Crowd, crowd applauds. This is what you have to look forward to. All right. I just do before the singing part. <laughs> I don't do that. Well, because I found that's that... That's the easy part. That's the easy... The singing part, you have to learn tones, and it's hard. But, like, people, I go sometimes on the road, you want to you hear Prince? There you go. That's all people want to hear. Uh-huh. Most people... That's all people want to I'm not hear. even being disrespectful. Most people... Oh, you like Prince? Uh-huh. 
after that, people are like, yeah, I could, I could, I'm, you know, I, I, I got thank it. Thank you, but uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hate that. That's what, un- that's what unfunny people say, and I apologize. <laughs> of course. Well, people don't know. You know, maybe people don't know if I have respect for Prince or not. I could be mocking him seriously, but obviously, uh, it's sarcastic. Just yeah. in case you're wondering, I'm, I'd, I, I, and truth, and I hope you enjoy the bit more now, knowing that it, you know, Bruce Springsteen. What's that like? Fun out there. <laughs> you watch us, uh, we'll do some old soap. We'll do some new soap. Can we bring it any higher? Can we bring it any higher? Can we bring it any higher? So I do. Uh... All right, back to the show. You like that? Isn't that a great way to come back to the show? Do you admit it? I don't think you see how good it is. We're talking, we're having fun, then I go back to the show. It's funny. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's like back. It's like, okay, everybody, come on back. This is too much. Did you have a question? Yeah, I'm sorry. Dude, did you, where did you get that mask? Oh, that's uh, my my uh, Mr. Rogers mask. I've been wearing it lately because I feel it puts people in a good mood. Did you? Someone sent that to you, to you, or did you order it? The mask. My my. You're talking about my face mask. Yeah. It's funny you ask that. Blake Wexler, he, he he could cut this into a commercial. And if I know Blake Wexler, he's already on it. He's got the subtext underneath. You know, hey, uh-huh. it, and I think it's a good idea because I think yeah. it's, a, it's a he should. As heard on the Todd Glass podcast. Show. Okay, so this is my favorite mask, and I'm truth. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you why. It's got a little bit of support in the in the thing. In the his, nose area. His uh, uh, um, Blake Wexler's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Julia. Mm-hmm. When I say girlfriend, hubba hubba. <laughs> I mean that's a compliment. But they oh, they're they're fun. You know they're a fun couple. Uh huh. They're fun to be around. Julia uh, makes masks. No, no. Her sister is a designer uh-huh. and sent this to me, uh, two of them. And it's wide enough, so I don't feel like it, which, you know, it's everybody's different. For me, though, I'm like, I, I, would, I end up using it all the time. And it's got an opening where your mouth is, which I think is very helpful. <laughs> exactly. So you can still it's eat and talk, op- you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice touch, I think. <laughs> My fr- my friend, the Ryans, uh, they uh, like they they're like they own PJ Ryans and the Smoky Joes that I've talked about in the mm-hmm. past. And and one of them was telling me a story about how his aunt, for the pandemic, said she was going to sew masks because people have to wear their masks at the bar, but then they have to take them off with zippers so they can drink. And she made three of them, and mm-hmm. no one wanted to tell her. It's like a it's like a BDSM it's like a, thing. It's like it's like a, it's like a sexual thing. fetish. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. then people might not want to open their zipper and then put a <laughs> bottle in their mouth. So they go, she'll figure it out our own. <laughs> no They're selling like hotcakes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got all sorts of customers. I can't believe it. I people have my... are asking for shorts with zippers in the yeah. back. I had the boys. I had my boys take pictures, you know, drinking the beer through the bottle. <laughs> Meanwhile. Oh, it's disgusting. It, well, you know what's disgusting? It's not disgusting. It's not disgusting. If, if that's what you're into, if that's what beautiful. You're... Oh, yeah, I meant it was disgusting <laughs> that this person... Uh, In this uh, bit, this poor woman. I don't woman. know what's disgusting. You're, maybe it's you, for all I know. <laughs> judging people. How dare you? No, no. I thought what you were saying was disgusting. I want to really come to a conclusion. Was the taking advantage of... Is somebody... Or am I full of shit? Hey, everybody is, like... The masks make everybody just better looking. You notice, like, who? you can't see people's faces anymore, and you just sort of, like, to at least, you know. I don't Whose know. faces can't you see? You, anybody's. I'm with a good mask interviewer. On, with the mask. Oh, uh, well, of course it makes you so look better. Like, you know why? Yeah, Especially it makes you, you look better. You gained a little weight. I know. Yeah, I don't want like, this. I said, let me meet someone before this pandemic ends. The one you thing get I it? noticed is like when you're walking. Did you street, get it? Me, yeah. What did I just say? Meet somebody before this pandemic Because ends. then they'll see my face. Oh, uh, when it's over. Once it's over, I'm fucked. <laughs> Thank you. You don't realize when you smile at people, they can't see it. So it's like a little... Like, well, your eyes you, smile. You, just you know what I hate to tell you? If you want to convey warmth, you'll figure out ways to convey You're right. It's, it's just like... I unzip my zipper. I, and <laughs> I pee on the foot. <laughs> I pee on their foot like lions do. No, it's true. It tells people... I pee on my pants just to, to show them I'm as scared as you are. <laughs> you know, I was standing in line uh, outside of Trader Joe's the other day. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's dis distancing and we're waiting. And then a, a woman walks out and she's holding a, like bags in her hands, like a lot of them. And then she's walking past the whole line of people. And on the sidewalk to the right of her is a row of those like uh, scooter bikes, mm -hmm. whatever you call them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds. And as she's walking to her car, she accidentally hits one. And like dominoes, like the whole oh. thing falls down, right? And everybody looks at her. And then she panics. And she like goes to bend down to try to pick it up. And no one's saying anything. <laughs> and I go, ma'am, you could just leave those. It's fine. And she looks at me. She goes, thank you. And she walks oh. to her car. And I was like, why did she need like. Because she felt she guilty. She felt guilty. Oh, I love And it's like a stranger that. that's you like told completely. Her she... Yeah, like, let it go. Let it go, ma'am. You do oh. not have to pick this up. You and changed the relief her whole... on her face was like. Oh. I, I was so happy that I said something. I'm so glad you did too. I've been in that position go like, oh, I. And I'm, I guess, more of an selfish a-hole that i'd go leave it but like lauren my wife's like that she'll go oh no we gotta fit well we wait gotta whoa, whoa 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 lauren's not here to defend herself it depends no, it's a good thing it I'm depends what it is there's certain situations quality. you know me like i'll be honest like i my girlfriend's brother i used to put things back anywhere like if i was at the store uh -huh. and i don't, oh, I don't yeah, do that anymore i can't oh, you don't like i, oh, I don't want now not refrigerated not unrefrigerated yeah but you're like oh you know i don't just yeah, and wherever just, you decided yeah. not to and then i don't do that anymore and i'm uh, good oh good. good yeah now once in a while do i treat myself sure on my birthday i go around the store without buying anything and just put things where they don't belong
I want to play something for you. I think people need it. And then we're going to go in for the real clothes. Are you hungry? I'm okay. You say you're, you don't? Okay, good. What time is it? How long have we gone? If you don't, you know. Just it is 9.15, and we've been going for an hour and a half. Wow. You'll, you know what? Sometimes I call Nick Leepick, and I just, and I don't mean to be jingle heavy, but I just do it because he loves this jingle so much, but I don't have anything to talk to him about. So Nick Leepa, <laughs> so I just call him up and I go, hey Nick, what's up? I have betting music, he tells me a horrible story, and I, it's a segment, but we don't have it today because you're a special guest. Sometimes we get guests like you, we don't interrupt with bits. Just <laughs> <laughs> I like it when Daniel's on, they don't do any of those bits. <laughs> They don't do any well, of I just, those I jokes. Can I be honest? I get so excited <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, no, I could do. I could jam bits in, but I enjoy just sitting here talking to too. you. And that's you know. And then you know, I hit the board. You know me. It's just like a, it's like a, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I get. A, and I'm not sorry. I do. Well, like, but overwhelmingly, I like it to be. I go just and just. You know, the board is one thing, and sometimes I like doing the board. I definitely like having someone here on the board, because like. For these shows, I might put crickets outside or do all that stuff. But I'm also loving... It's hard to explain, but I am genuine when I say it. Everything that I'm doing, I'm loving. Yeah. Whether it's trying to not make this what's in there, getting excited to go back to there eventually. Every Me doing it all by myself, starting to have guests. I love it. I learned that from you also, I think. Just sort of... You always have to look forward... And you always have to make sure that you're enjoying the experience you're having. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to look backwards and lament or complain or put up with something that you could change. And it's not that hard to change. And then your life is so much better as opposed to just, oh, things like this. I'm going to be complaining about it and do nothing. And right. you have always enjoyed... Every experience I like that I've seen you have on the road, um, or on whenever we would go on vacation. You know, the the, the really the, the at the end of the day, if I had to simplify my theory, it's that Lake Arrowhead. Remember when we went went to Lake Arrowhead? Oh my, yeah. What's that? Did mushrooms? Oh shit. My my theory, I think, to keep me on the up and up is that you're certainly not going to be at your best if you lose appreciation for it. That's just a simple equation. Hey, if you lose appreciation for how lucky you are to be able to do what you do or what I do, you know, in the in the area, there's people way more successful, but there's also people that don't get to just an appreciation, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you, the more you can stay in touch with that, the better you're gonna, the better of a mood you're gonna be, and it's very, mm -hmm. you know, the, so so I try to constantly just look at everything that that and be positive and try to be it sounds so it sounds so easy but it's not always i could see how you can go off the beaten path to start you know uh letting jealousy get in the way of what you do have and being appreciative of that and uh mm -hmm. and 
being aware of that, I think, keeps me. And and you know what? There's something else besides that, actually. And I I, I want to say it real quick because otherwise, it, I don't think I made that much sense what I was saying. That is one dose of it. But the other thing. Um, You know, people always talk about living the moment, like try to live. In, you have—I've never heard you say that, but I've—you've always lived in the moment. Like you are a person who, ha, like you like the moment you're in, and 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 you devote all of yourself to it. It's the other. I'm sorry. I I, I heard you, and I appreciate you, but I want. I yeah, remember. Back I remember what it was. It was. And I'm just talking where I luck out. Other people tell me things to make me better. And then some areas I think, hey, this might help you. That's all it is. It's not judgment on anybody. It's just like, but um, I know I know this you, is going to happen because I fucking preface so much. Uh-huh. But, you uh, lose it again? What? You lost it? No. Hold on. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, being appreciating where you are. The moment you're in... Li live in the moment appreciate what you have don't uh, waste time worrying or thinking about oh perspective perspective can sure lead to a happier life because you know where i used to get jealous of like like i don't have to be like you know me who i wanted to be like i was always like if it was somebody like a uh like if uh, a uh, jack a, a lewis black and he's not well, Lewis Black probably did 4,000-seat theaters. But when I heard of a comedian that was, like, going around doing 1,000-seat theaters and doing great, mm -hmm. but that's a different level. Then there's 5,000-seat comedians. Then there's 10,000-seat. But, like, you know, to me, like, if I can go out and do 800-seat theaters or, like, in Philly where I go in there and it's just sold out all week long, I do seven shows, That that's, you know, what... Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. It's so annoying. Take your time. What am I talking about? You're talking about 700 theater shows that if you, if, if that's, we're not talking about four or 5,000. You're talking about uh, perspective. Perspective can make a big difference. Oh, so when I go, yeah, why can't I have that? And Alex reminds me, and it's so good advice. He goes, look, and he respects the choices I make, so he says this freely. This you don't is like Alex is your gardener. Manager. He goes, you don't like to go on auditions. The minute he said it, I knew what he meant. I don't. I don't. I did a pilot, but that, you know, and that, and that was good, and that was fun, uh -huh. and the opportunity to do that. But I need, if I went on auditions and did well, some people do well on auditions. Everybody's nervous, but some people do well. Mm -hmm. I think Rory Scovel probably does very well mm -hmm. because that's why he takes what he does on stage and then he gets in there and I believe he performs and I believe mm -hmm. he performs really well and I bet he's nervous but he can do it. I mm -hmm. can't. Mm -hmm. So it just I didn't enjoy life. I, I remember when I learned I don't have to go on them anymore. It's like a day where like oh my god it was like a yellow school bus for me and it made me so nervous and sometimes I got stuff not that often. Um, I mean but, I got, but, but the 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 the, the un. I hated the, it. The, 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 the uncomfortable feeling that that brought on for that horrible. day, for that, like, the way it made you feel, yeah. it subtracted all of the potential Every, gain you that could yes. come from it. And by the way, when I, and I'm, when I did the pilot where it was me, every you know, it was my pilot. I, we sold it, Steve Rosenthal and Mike mm -hmm. Coleman and I. And then we, we just got, you know, we got Happy Madison mm -hmm. uh, pitched it and then 
TBS ended up shooting the pilot. That I enjoyed mm -hmm. because I the first day I was a little nervous. To be honest, I was driving in and I thought, and this is like a $250,000, $300,000 pilot. Mm -hmm. Probably more. Probably more. You're probably right. Yeah, probably more. Because, I mean, there were cops blocking traffic for yeah. to shoot something. I mean, this was like, this was the real deal. Yeah. And yes, I would have liked to sell it, of course. And I was bummed. But I remember thinking, this is still cool at this. Mm -hmm. Just to get to do this. to have a, I have a funny idea. What do you want to do with it? Uh, you're not going to sell it to television. No, I mean, just let's do it. Like, just, mm -hmm. yeah, but it's going to cost like three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. It's some funny ideas I have. <laughs> All right, I'll pay for it. Uh huh. That in itself is pretty cool uh -huh. to watch them come to fruition. Yeah. Of course, I wanted to fucking sell it. And of course, I was bummed. Of course. But I remember having perspective and trying to be like, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. And I did not go to work scared then. The first day I got nervous, I went, no one's really seen me act. But I always thought I wouldn't be nervous if it was me and my project. Uh -huh. But I was like, I hope I'm right. Literally three minutes into the first thing, I went, nope. Because everyone's nice to you. It's your show. And I'm nice. So there was a great energy on the set. because your, your, your energy, your chemistry is different because you're... Because yeah. it's you, and you can yeah. leave something out, and it's your words. And so then I was not nervous. Then I came to work very happy, very eager, very early, two hours before I had to, and enjoyed it. And it was a, just a, a really, even though the show didn't sell, it was a pleasant set. Everybody was so fucking nice. It was a great energy, and it was a great experience. And I can see how, like, for you, when somebody goes on audition, it's nerve-wracking. and But then they hear they get it, and that's the greatest news ever. For you... Probably if you went on audition to be like a lead in some some show, but it's not your show. So you're still getting a script. They, and then you have to show up, stand on this mark, listen to this person, do this thing. To, to you, hearing you got it would probably be the beginning of a nightmare. Oh, that's yeah. That's never Getting ending. something was the worst. Was the worst. Oh, my manager would I called you because uh, you got, I don't usually call you at 9 o'clock on Friday. Well, thanks for ruining my weekend. <laughs> thanks a lot, Bruce. <laughs> And when Bruce, oh, well, I found out Andy Kindler didn't go on commercial editions. And I, I thought you had to. I know that sounds crazy. I mean, it I was doesn't. An, I was an adult. I thought you always sign up with an agency. But they went, I don't want to go out for commercial editions. Well, that's where we make money off you. you know, I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so I found out Andy didn't go on them. And I asked Bruce, I go, Bruce, do I not have to go on commercial editions? He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, if you don't like them, no, no. I go, I didn't know. I thought he goes, no, Andy doesn't like them. And yeah. And, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, wow. <laughs> This is great. I used to lie and say I went on them and I didn't. <laughs> and I and and I gotta tell you this. I don't tell this. I don't think I've told this story that often. So one time Bruce called me and he goes, "You got a call back." I didn't go on the audition. Audition. <laughs> and I knew, I thought he was fucking with me. I thought he found out. So I go, "I'm gonna. Uh, I'll just play. Run. I'm pretty sure he knows or something. Because uh -huh. why is he calling me and going, "You got it." So I go, "Okay, cool." He goes, "Yeah, you know, Tracy will." Tell you, you know, you have a call back tomorrow. And I go, oh, okay. I'll. I think, I don't think he knows. And di did you go? So I figured out what happened. He didn't know. Yeah, they got it mixed up in the thing. And I got a call back when I never had, when never went on the audition. They just chalked it off as a call back. Maybe they get, who knows why. But I didn't go. But I went to the call back. And then I don't think anything happened once I got involved. <laughs> you shouldn't have gone to the callback You would have got it I shouldn't have gone to the callback That was the biggest mistake I made So 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, and the other one was, well, there's three actually funny, and I hope I remember the other one. The other one is, and Zach, uh, on Camping with Todd, Zach Galvanakis told this story. Zach, Zach Galvanakis. He went on an audition, and, and you know, it was one of those things where the director pulled everyone back in the room from the hallway because obviously no one was getting it. He goes, oh, is everyone here for the cheeseburger? This is a long, this is a while ago. This is when Zach went on a commercial audition. Yeah, yeah, this is 20 this years is, ago. Yeah, this is, okay. All right, this is 20 years ago. 15 at least. Uh-huh. And, um, and then uh, the guy was uh, just very, you know, he wasn't friendly. And, you know, I will tell you this, mostly with commercial auditions, too, um, I was just nervous always. Uh, they were actually pretty friendly most of the time. Uh-huh. They really were. And but every so often you got to you know you're already nervous. Everyone's nervous. How do I know that? Cuz I'm nervous. Everybody's yeah. nervous. We all just deal with it differently. Some uh-huh. people can overcome it. Everyone's nervous. So this energy, we all feel it. We're like, "Oh no." So anyway, he came out into the hallway. Who's here for the whatever at? And he goes, "It's not blah blah blah. It's blah blah blah. It's not blah blah blah. It's blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. It's not that. You're not angry. You're happy. But you're not like, stating. You know, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Did I explain it great with no love, but clearly? So I was like, you know what? You should do it. I'm gonna leave. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I just left. So. So, you know, I remember, I do vaguely remember doing that. Uh, I was still, I wasn't mean. I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, you should do it. And I just left. And then Zach. Because you didn't want to do it anyway. I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. Thank you. It was a perfect out for you. Perfect out for me. He's not nice. And I'll I'll get every. Oh, then I'm out of here. I'll get a big laugh and I don't have to go, hey, you're horrible. I just went, you should do it. And I (laughs) walked out. So anyway, Zach Kalvinakis took the Polaroid of me off the wall. He told me this for years. He would uh-huh. go, I took the Polaroid. I go, I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> the funny thing is, when Nick Schwartzen said, have you ever seen Zach Kalvinakis? Again, this was a long time ago. I had never seen him. So I went down the hall. My memory was he brought me down the hallway at the improv. He go, oh, you got to see Zach. And I was like, what the fuck? You know the feeling when you're like, how did I not know about this yeah, guy? Yeah. You got to learn about somebody eventually, so you mm-hmm. can't know. So now I was like, and it was very funny. It really just it was just my kind of stand-up. Uh-huh. It, was, it was stand-up, but it was Zach Galvanakis, yeah. and I loved it. And uh, so uh, that's how I felt about him. And then... Uh, so then when, when uh, he told me that story, I was like, it was just a good, good uh, energy all around, you know, yeah. like of, uh, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. You know, I'm getting paranoid now that it's, Zach talks about how great I am and I, he won't I, shut I up. <laughs> Whenever you, so anyway, you want me to bear my soul? Do you want me to bear my soul as we go into close? I'll tell you, you can tell me yes or no. I've never talked about this on the show. Do you want me to bear my soul? Yes. You do. Okay. Okay. What I'd like to do is bear my soul. This is the outdoor by the campfire. Now, I did light a fire. Now, we did uh, made it happen. Okay, this guy here, this is John Davidson. Desmond had a barrow in the market. He sang this opening of his talk show in like 19. Probably 78. This girl I knew had a crush on him. Uh huh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This girl I knew. Did you hear what I'm saying here? Yeah. What? 
I, I asked her, I said, like, a serious crush? She's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someday there'll be. Nah, not this shit. I liked his early stuff. <laughs> you think it's funny when I laugh at myself? Well, anyway. Hope people can read you, you know what lines. you know what our uh, uh, wedding song was oh can I guess um you'll never guess push push in the bush oh my god I told you already <laughs> <laughs> Martin mall you uh, lied to me though I have to tell you that what you said you're going to stay all night. We're going to order Chinese food. It just keeps the, 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 the leash keeps getting shorter and shorter. Now I can tell when you're done. And I'm right, right? I just want to know how well I know you. Yeah. When we're done this podcast, you're going to stay for 15 minutes. and 30. 30. Well, I'm setting a timer. Uh, Martin Mall's Normal. Can you pull it up? Uh, maybe at the end? Uh, song. It's a, That was our wedding song. by Mar uh, Normal by Martin Mall. Martin Mall, the, 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 the comedian? Well, I go, think I will. Go to YouTube. I know what to do. I have... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, I'm kidding. I don't. What, where, where is it uh, that I'm No, going? go to YouTube and just type okay, in Martin Mall Martin Mall, what do I say? What? Martin Mall Normal. Martin Mall Normal. Well, it says Mall. Do you ever just press it? Yep, because it'll come up. I want to hear a little bit of this. This is a good show that I do here. It's like I just dropped the music in. People oh. are like, what? Why'd we have to take that trip, honey? You look dumb in dungarees, and so do I. Come on, go put on your nicest dress, and I'll put on my tie. Here's why. I'm tired of rock and rolling. Let's get married, honey. Let's go bowling. Throw away our pot and acid. Spend a weekend at Lake Placid. Too hard to live in this town if you're strange. What say you and I get normal for a change? Let it breathe. What say you and I get normal? You don't have to be that formal. We just sit and watch TV. Agreed on this song. Martin Mull. Martin Mull. What a genius. Yeah. I hope he, I hope I haven't heard any stories. I'm always hoping it's nice when it's someone you really. You I know, mean, he, he is a he is a national a treasure. He's a he's true. A tree, yeah. He really is. He's a he paints now and it's and it's great. You know who else paints? Hitler. Hitler painted painted a box of apples. 
We are going in for the close. So, yeah, what I said is I got a half an hour. That's why I think what I should do with you. I, I thought about this. True. Well, you know Lauren's out of town, so I got to go home feet and take the dog oh, out. All right. Just stop with that. You could have brought the dog. <gasps> oh, my God. I should bring the dog <laughs> next time. <laughs> Here's what I Let's like Let's hang to say. out later this week. I'm busy. Come on. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, brought the dog. Oh, yeah. So, um... I thought about it, like what I should do and get a hype. If I really wanted a lot of Daniel time, and by the way, I take Daniel and Lauren time. Like mm-hmm. I'm the three of us. It's just, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same. So Lauren would be invited too if you could bring somebody. But like, I just get like, if I could bring somebody on a, I bring Lauren. on a cruise, like when the pandemic ends. Uh-huh. That way, you'd have nowhere to go. And I would somehow make it that you couldn't get off the ship because otherwise I could see you every day. Oh, I'm going to go tour all over. Ah, shit. I, all I want to do is to be able to sit around and you talk. You would do. You would. That's all I want. What is if to you sit booked around a cruise and, and like, and you're like, Daniel, let's go do a cruise. That's just so we, so we would hang out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do a cruise. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's that what I, you're saying. That I trap you on a cruise. <laughs> and all these situations where all we could do is like, you know, talk and eat, talk and sm- <laughs> smoke and pot and sit by the pool, or you know, not, I wouldn't lay out by the pool. You wouldn't but, lay out by the pool. But in the shade near the pool, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything in the day to be honest. But at yeah. nighttime. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness But at night I'm all good That's yeah, what I always let's tell Let's do it I could, I could take you to the anchor I could sh- teach you about the chain in a, and well, the- Never mind You know what I'll stay home No, in a relationship I've, and, I, and I prove worthy of this I used to always say with my ex During the day I don't like to do it a lot But I'll pull my weight at night And I always did At night I'm good to go Just put me with a good group of people And uh, like we met People in uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, Thailand, and they were just cool. We met them. We were on the. It's easier to meet people, by the way, when you're with. Uh, I hope it's changing, but it was. It's easier to meet people for us when we were with girls. We we were just mm-hmm. approachable, even if we were friends, even from a distance. You can tell when there's two girls and two guys, and they think, you know, uh, that there might be friends. But most of the time, people thought we were together. Well, I think some of that might be. Might have something to do with, like, ju- if you see, like, two single guys, like, if they're not a couple, if they're just two single, unmarried men, unattached, it's like, it's, there's like, uh, it's a wild card, as opposed to if they're... There's just, yeah. You know what, I, I, I have stopped and thought about it, but then I go, I, I get it. it, it is changing, and, um, you know, maybe a, a level of it is, is that... Uh, we're not, maybe if we were affectionate as even as much as the least affectionate straight couple, mm-hmm. that people would figure it out from a distance and get comfort. So maybe it, maybe it's not, maybe it's, what I try to say, maybe it doesn't have to be the universe. Maybe this, you can get out of that. Maybe you can get out of that by just being your true self. And then maybe, so maybe it's unapproachable because we're acting like we're just, hey, we're just two guys. <laughs> you should try. <laughs> Am I making any sense? You should try. Just for a week. Will you do this as an experiment? Oh, what? Will you wear a wedding ring? Like, put a ring on this finger and wear it for a week and see if you notice a difference in the way, like, people react to you. Oh, yeah. I think I might get better looking. I Just just see if you notice a difference, and I'll come back. We'll talk about it. Will you do it for a week? Can I make it out of tinfoil? And if somebody goes, oh, are you married or or why not? You have to... um, 
Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's scary. Yeah, it's getting. What are you licking your lips over there? (laughs) Oh my god, disgusting! Are you hitting him? Will you please? You make me sick. Would you? It's just a friendship, Daniel. uh, Would you? Would you just just for an experiment? Say it. Just say it. Will you marry me? Oh God, it would. But um, I I feel like there is a difference. Like when you, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. What? Tell me what you're saying. I, I feel like I. I'm like less. I don't know. Like I feel like when people, I seem less dangerous to people, to people, especially oh. to women. Well, there's many reasons of that, and I'm sure that's just one of them. There's that's many, and I I think that is one of them. That's why I didn't want to. I I know what I was trying to say. I don't like to act like something is like. That's not a true for everybody. There was maybe my circumstances. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to like. Put it out there like, oh, that's what it is. No, because of the circumstances and maybe the way. That was just your experience. That was just my experience because I'm sure someone else, you know, it's all comfort level is all we're really talking about. So when people feel comfortable around you and there's many reasons they might feel comfortable around you. Some people sew a Canadian uh, patch on their book bag so no one will think they're from the U.S. That's a good thing to find out and certainly be proud of and embarrassed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why? I want to be in the place where they sew that country onto their hey, book bag. When, Does that make sense? Remember when we went to Amsterdam? Of course I do. Um, when was that? I'm kidding. That was... Like I remember. Eight, ten years ago. No. That was amazing. That was like eight years ago. Daniel, do that you know why great. that was amazing for so many reasons? No so many one, reasons. I talked about being gay on stage for the first time. I, I remember that. Because you... Oh, well, oh. Cause remember I, my impersonation of you? Oh, yeah. You gotta do it. <laughs> well, you're never gonna do it. <laughs> Just do it. You know, you'll do it. You'll be nervous. You'll talk yourself through it. Do it. Do it tonight. No, I'm just gonna watch to see if you do it. You gotta do it. No, no. Well, no, that no, was. No, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta. Just do it. I know it's scary. That's the thing. That's what's gonna make you. Just do it. Just say it. Go into it. Back into it. Talk about your heart attack and then how you were naked. I don't know. Make up something. Do it. Do it. So that, that was the perfect place to do it. Because I'm glad you made me. It was fucking a It was like literally, I was exaggerating there for to make it un- less funny. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I took the true story, made it less funny. <laughs> it's an ability I have. Andy Kindler taught me. This whole rhythm is his. He can have it back. I don't. So and another. Are you okay? Well, what was that? Did you hear that? Yeah. That sounds like an engine starting. It did, and I think it was. Um, So, uh, it was great. So, it was great, and I remember they they rented us a house, and it was so immaculate and set up like in the hotel they like a hotel in the kitchen they put coffees out and they put juices and waters and like and 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 bags of granola and just every snack you could imagine but obviously arranged beautifully in the kitchen they had two bikes for us to ride if we wanted them they remember everybody was riding bikes and suits and suits it was just it was so romantic it was so amazing it was a romantic we get to this club at night and it's just great. The energy of the staff is great, and it's so fucking sexy. Yeah, there's a bar in the room, but yet the show is a big fucking deal. And everybody comes in, and they sit, and it's low, and it's dark, and it's packed every show. And the bartenders are so nice. Like, you get there, there's a great energy. You open for me, and then I had you in the sound booth on the iPad, mm-hmm. which was nice because, mm-hmm. you know, it was. I was able to... 
and you know you did great and and they were be- they were wonderful audiences fun, yeah. they were wonderful audiences and the people we met after the shows were really really nice and then we did mushrooms with well, the flight attendant well, that's right we we bought them over the counter where where did you go get them you bought them right mm-hmm. where did the bartender there get them no we went to uh, the place and we got them and and we the got flight truffles. attendants from yeah from from the from, from the, the plane came and it was who great. were so nice yeah and then yeah. we go do you want to do them and they're like we don't have to work for three days and they're like gobble 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 would uh, would you go back I absolutely would go back I reached out to Sefton if I think was not, everybody was nice there the the person that we dealt with there was nice the the staff of the place was nice and oh they we had and then we uh, yeah it was. It was, was a fun. fun week, and we got in two days early, and we left two. Uh, we left a day late, so we really talk about even doing that back then. Two days early was so cool. Yeah, I gave you sleeping pills on the way there. Mm. Okay, truth. I don't want to exaggerate because it'll ruin. <laughs> I asked Daniel. I think he gave me like five times the amount that he should because I promise you, I remember... He gave you Xanax, I okay, think. Or he gave me, it could have been the... What's the sleeping pill that knocks you out? Um, what? It, okay, whatever it was. No, what? What? Well, let me tell them what happened first. So, I was like, you know me, I could sit next to him. I could talk a lot. There's no doubt about it. And uh, all positive, you know. Well, maybe I'm complaining, but it's yeah. the stuff we agree about. But it's positive. It's bits. It's just mostly bits. It's mostly bits. So he gave me one, you know, about a 45 minutes into the flight. I woke up. We were an hour and 40 minutes away. <laughs> I'm like, what? I, my eyes opened up. I'd never slept like that before. I felt great. I'm like, and then You're I turned like, to hey, him. How far are we in the flight? I go, Daniel, how, how, far, how much do we have left? He goes, an hour and like 25 minutes or something. It was like something like that. I go, uh, what? I think it was less. I think I'm ruining the story. I think it was 50 minutes. It was this absurd. Yeah, yeah. Amount of time, and I go, you, did you do that? Uh, <laughs> I think you split the difference. I think you knew, but I really reacted. I think I probably reacted on the high end of sensitivity yeah. to it. Because uh-huh. it got, I mean, I just went out. I woke up. I was like, wow, reminds me of David Spade's joke. Is this what sleep is? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I woke up like Spider Monkey, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's so good to see you. Oh, shit. I forgot to take the cap off the drink. Uh, this thing's running out of battery. I don't believe you. No, it's true. How long have we gone? Two hours and two minutes. Listen, I just, you know, it's sometimes you just have a good conversation and you go in for the clothes. You look dumb and dungarees and hmm, so do I. Well, we'll let you, we'll, we'll ride you out of here with this. Go That's a professional talk. I love that this was your wedding song. Picture them in the most beautiful atmosphere with those Christmas lights over them, dressed up. This is coming out through the sound system. They had a DJ there, and it's loud. Uh-huh. And they're dancing. rock and rolling. Let's get married, honey. Let's go bold. Throw away our pot and acid. Spend a weekend at Lake Placid. Too hard to live in this town. Did you guys, did you guys fool around that night? Yeah, we flew around on the dance floor. Wow. Oh, old school. Um, no, I, I, I think we both passed out in our clothes. Did you, 
Hey, did, did you guys feel each other up? Just sit and watch TV like others do. We felt each other down. Oh, thank you. Cut our hair so folks don't hate us. nuts enough just living here with you. All right, everybody. Let's see who can be You do It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like, the way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you I like. Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like It's you I like.